Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich. Uh, I, I don't know how to do this intro. Maybe do it after we've introduced us all. I think so. Yeah, that's better. Okay. Yeah. Hello. Because as you don't like shilling, I can shill it if you prefer. <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. But I was thinking about shilling it like really quickly. Yeah, at the beginning. Because I hate it when podcasts just go on and on about... You know, Blue Chew and like, yep, we no, talk about fine. every week. <laughs> We're not sponsored by them. Hi, Joe Rogan, with all your shit <laughs> yeah. from all your sponsors. Sure. <laughs> fucking, what's that fucking dick thing you fuck? Like the put fake Fleshlight? pussy? There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shit. We can get a fleshlight introduction. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Hello, everybody. I'm um, going to start again. Fucking Jesus Christ. This is the worst I've ever done intro. All right. You're welcome. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. The Gold Lion, Tax Williams. The Gold Lion, Tax Williams. And we are joined by a special guest, Mr. Silas Roth is here today. Good evening. How you doing, man? Making your return to the pod? Yeah, thanks for having me. It's all good, man. I was trying to think last time you were on, it was uh, Super Quiz Cup 2, wasn't it? Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, if, if you are new to the pod and you join us at episode 50, thanks very much for watching it. Um, if you want to go back and listen to the Super Quiz Cup 2 or all of our previous episodes, you can go to our archive at worldofwrestlingpodcast.com. Um, you can keep this pod going free of charge and go to amazon.co.uk, buy a t-shirt, just search for World of Wrestling Podcast, and we're on Twitter at World of Rest Pod. That's the best way to get to us. But now we've done our shilling, let's talk about today's show. <laughs> Thank you for doing that for me. You're welcome. I tried to get there. I didn't know what to do. I got lost. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so today... Today we are doing OTT, Over the Top Wrestling, Scrappermania 5. This was your choice, Mr. Silas Roth. It was my choice. Why did you choose it? Well, when you suggested about coming onto the pod, yeah. I went through all Hang on, your... you... No, we didn't ask you. You asked us. We're, we're a big <laughs> no, deal. I think I asked <laughs> We were chatting about it. I was like, do you want to come on the pod again? It's like, it's been a while. Yeah, man. I, I come on on bonuses <laughs> and quizzes. So Rich mentioned it. And I thought, I looked through all the, the stuff you'd done. Yeah. And I'd spoke to Mark Blake and I said, oh, I fancy doing something they've not done. And he was like, well, why don't you try OTT? Cool. Okay, I'll try, but I need a way to watch it. He was like, oh, I can help you out. <laughs> so, because, thanks, Mark Blake. So, because of Mark Blake, we're doing OTT. Nice, awesome. That's or it cool. had been Mania 9. Well, we've done a lot of like old WF yeah. recently. I know. So, like, it's nice to have a change. It was, it was The one thing I kept thinking the whole way through this show was this is my first OTT show ever, like in full was that, oh, I'm enjoying watching a wrestling show for the podcast. This is unusual. <laughs> Usually we watch shit dross that we hate, you know? Yeah. So. And as you mentioned, so Mark Blake uh, kindly allowed you to borrow access to his OTT On Demand account. So this is where um, people can watch Scrapomania 5 if you want to. Go OTT yeah, sure. On Demand, um, sign up for it. Great service. Lots of other stuff on there as well. Um, and as it shows part way through the show, don't steal wrestling because it hurts the companies. Yeah, definitely. Indeed. I definitely didn't steal. So um, OTT, Over the Top Wrestling, Scrapomania 5. Five. Which is why we never uh, never tag in at OTT underscore wrestling. So they go, oh, thanks for coming on our podcast, lads. <laughs> kind of already did that, but well, that's fine. Like, yeah, I paid for it. Uh, so uh, this is the 16th of March, 2019. So one day before St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, yep. it was. So it's what do they call St. Paddy's Weekend? I think they refer to it on commentary a few yeah, times. Yeah, they, they proper like put that over sure, quite sure. a few times. Yeah, because um, well, we'll get into the gimmick yeah. of the show in a bit. But uh, we're in the National Stadium in Dublin, Ireland. <laughs> it's pretty small for a national. Stadium, isn't it? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. This this was purpose built for a boxing arena. Oh, sure. So as, this as is not where they have all the stadium. rugby and all the football. <laughs> like but I have been to this stadium before in Dublin Eight. 
Oh, have you actually been I've there? I've been there before to watch a random gig. I don't know. I, I Some random band I was there because I was working in Ireland. I was about to say, why the fuck are you in Dublin? Like, you were I working in, there. I was in there for work. You and then just to walk into a gig? Well, they, I was went into the hotel. I was like, is there anything down? They said, like, oh, there's music on at the, na- at the National today. Oh, okay. And I was like, all right, I'll go. Bought a ticket on the door. So this is really unusual for me. So if I'm like going somewhere for work, I would be asleep in the hotel room jerking off over myself. So like, yeah, but I'd already done that three times. The culture. <laughs> I took my N64 with me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. Awesome. So how much OTT have you guys seen? None. This is my first. And same for me. None. None. So this is all our first yeah. time. I had certainly heard about them. Well, because interestingly, we were considering going to go and watch Water versus Pack, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, we talked about road tripping. Yeah. The whole Water versus Pack thing that was in the big basketball stadium. Yeah. The slightly bigger place they run. Yeah, and then we were looking at the ferries across from Holyhead to Dublin. Yeah, and it sounded like a really good idea, but we never really managed it in the end. Just I think booking it's, and stuff I think it's partly booking. I think partly because we thought, bloody hell, that's going to be rough seas. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm tempted to do it because it's like a decent amount road trip, but not too far that it becomes a week or two out. You could probably do it in a day or two from the southeast. Well, no, you you, you could drive there because, again, that's how I got to Dublin. I drove there for work. Oh, okay, you drive nice. there, get the ferry and go there. So you're there in a day. Well, we should do this one day, boys. Like, I'm very tempted. I enjoyed the atmosphere of the show, mostly. It'd be a very long podcast on the road. Yeah, we could do like a fucking six-hour road trip there. <laughs> It'd be great. The, the new Super Quiz Cup, Super Quiz Cup 5, will be on the road to Ireland. <laughs> fucking hell. In a minibus. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Well, there you go. Job done. The World of Wrestling Podcast on tour. So, uh, the I'm commentary said at one point during this show, the attendance is uh, 2,200 or 2,200 people in this venue. Uh, did you find an official attendance either of you? Uh, no, all I can tell cool. you is that the max venue capacity of this is 2,000 people. Okay, so immediately when they were like, yeah, 2,200 people, I'm like, probably 1,900 then. I'm pretty sure at the beginning they even said, like, just under 2,000 people. I'm pretty sure. I'd have to watch it back, but I'm almost certain they say either just under 2,000 or 2,000 people. They've got one of those door clickers, and basically, like, more people came in and they got live on the announcer. They showed the numbers to like the uh, the commentary guys. I'm like, oh, we're just under 2,200 now, chaps. Oh, get that over. I really could take the Brit rest out of Britain, but it's still Brit rest. You know what I mean? I mean, OTT are going to be fucked after 31st of October. (laughs) Wait, no, they're still going to be in Europe. Yeah, but the British talent talent won't be able to get there anymore. Fucking hell. So so, um, an an Englishman and a Scotsman and an Irishman walk into a wrestling ring. Oh, God. That's all I've got so far. (laughs) All right. So, um, yeah, because this was a good show, I started just writing Irish jokes constantly. (laughs) I have deleted them because I'm like, it's just not funny. But... I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just going to carry on talking. Hello. So opening video package. Uh, Chapin and Aviators welcomes us to Scrapmania 5. Any idea who this guy was? Nope. Nope. I'm pretty sure he's one of the owners or commentators or something, but they don't do a lot of telling you who the other people that are out of the ring are at any point, really. No, they... they uh, they introduce um, our commentary team after they go through this intro, then the opening video, and then we have all the bump in the ring. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, uh, cue slow-mo video package, the memorable um, bit of like the M83 song outro, you know, it's like a big fucking epic intro. Uh, Copyright does not exist in Ireland. Obviously not. (laughs) Definitely doesn't. Uh, Volta is the champ. Devlin is the challenger. Really nicely done promo. Uh, I love this opening video package, personally. The opening montage was nice. Yeah. It's a typical wrestling show. Really professionally done, though. Very nicely done. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell there's a budget. Yeah, sure. And they use it. They don't cut corners. Well, they've been selling out shows for a long time now. But then if you think... um, 
in, in Ireland, considering that when they started, so obviously OTT started in 2014, and I think it was a couple of years later that they bought in their like contender shows. Okay. So when they had the contender shows, which essentially like academy shows, they had applicants from over 100 independent wrestlers to come and just try and be on these shows. And if you do well on these shows, you get onto the main OTT card. Nice. But considering that you've got people coming from all over Ireland to come and be part of these shows, yes, obviously it's the biggest promotion, but... Yeah, I'm definitely not making jokes in my head about how small Ireland is at the moment. <laughs> Sorry, but no. But if you if you think from a if you've got only one promotion and it's sure. down in Dublin, you've got someone coming up from Cork, or you, it, let's go even as far across as Shannon. If you're coming across from Shannon, it's going to take you. Your island knowledge is impressing me. Straight oh, off sorry, it's <laughs> really good. But yeah, no, it sounds good, man. But so, but so the fact that I think this is the only main player in in Ireland. Again, yes, granted on the size, that's where it's going to be. But considering it's on an island with a couple of international airports to get sure. to the show. It's not a bad, not a bad turnout, not a bad promotion to continually be selling out shows. Yeah. I mean, I've always um, known OTT mainly from a Volta shoot interview where he's comparing uh, OTT to British fans in London. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and he says that um, the fans in London and Ireland are both great, but <laughs> the ones in Ireland pay attention to the matches a bit more. Yeah, and that's true. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think from this from this show, yeah, you can see that they do. Yeah, it's not just chanting for the sake of chanting. Uh, well, no, no, no. most of the time, yeah. the comedy chants were definitely well well received by me in this one. If you had yeah. comedy chants for the whole thing, you'd be like, "Well, this is crap." Yeah, but you you only have a few comedy chants that I picked up on, but some of them are gems which we'll get to a bit later the crowd weren't trying to get themselves over like a certain london promotion sure absolutely mate totally 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 so we cut into the arena live uh live recorded whatever uh the ring announcer tells us ott is the premier pro wrestling promotion in all of europe and off we go it's fair enough statement you know what i mean well you've got to build yourself up cool crowd immediately hop chanting ott four lads make their entrance we seem to have some sort of ring announcer uh, wearing a white suit jacket and a lovely black shirt and tie. My lovely horse. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, I was like, he's wearing the Father Ted gear from the music video. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Go on, man. No, it's cool. you no, I'm, just, no I'm, I'm good. I'll just put, like, once they came into the ring, I was like, oh, that's lovely attire as well. I was like, Tax would love that. <laughs> sure. That's too conventional for me. Go on. What do you think? Oh, Sorry, I'm trying to make it easier for you to oh. give me some microphone. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a nice intro again. It's it's getting the crowd hot before your your mass man opener. Sure, but um, again, as you said, it didn't overly set the scene. We had our opening video for you know the whole show. Yeah, but we don't. Well, and we have to talk about the other dude's gear first because that's after this, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we've got a lad in a sparkly jacket with a star on the back, who's obviously a heel because he's getting booed immediately. And Billy Corgan, yo, wants his zero star back oh, off the back of his indeed, jacket. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> a chap in a floral-looking jacket looks a little timid, kind of standing behind the guy in the white jacket, uh, who eventually goes on to be our ring announcer for the evening. Um, I thought he did a great job all night. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, I'm really impressed with the crew in general. Like camera work, the guys at ringside protecting the fans. Yeah, that was cool. Trying to stop people from hitting the steps whenever they did the dives and stuff. You know, like yeah, it was really good. Lads, like doing a really great job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so one of the greatest looking refs I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> 
ginger curtains, nice beer belly on the boy, a dodgy looking musketeer facial hair. Like, he looks fucking amazing. That's how all refs should look, in my opinion. I always remember where people said that referees should not have beards or long hair and they should basically just be very clean cut, generic. Okay. Yeah. Um, only there to count the pinfall and not be an integral part of the match. But this guy st- stood out like a sore thumb. <laughs> but in a good way, I'd say. Yeah. Like, his reactions are comically hilarious. He's going, oh, this is not good for video, but he's, like, swinging his head either side every time someone throws a punch and stuff. Yeah, he was certainly like, selling the in-ring action. Yeah. Maybe to the detriment of a few things early on in the night, but he did every single fucking match this whole show. Like, you've got to give him credit for, I don't know, the cardio on the lad almost. And he's the only ref listed on their roster page. <laughs> he's literally the only ref yeah. they've ever employed. What do you think about this dude? Just, I get that he was like noticeable. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm to the agreement that a ref shouldn't be noticed until they're needed. But he was yeah. in the way. <laughs> but then I'm not sure if that's the camera work of the guy's ringside. Cause sure, I mean he's not time, a small lad. No. You know what I mean? So like, he yeah. worked, he worked in horseshoes. That's fine. But as you said, you're supposed to sell the action. Yeah, but. As you said, it knackered the impact of it going through the card. Because if you're selling like a, a chop in the first match, like, oh my God, yeah. as a referee, then you sort of killed your ability to repeat. Because all I, sure. one of my notes later on is a case of ref selling again. <laughs> so, like, for me, and that's when... not saying he's doing a bad thing. I don't, I'm not criticizing the lad because if it's a standalone match you're watching, it's a case of this ref's great. But for a three hour show where it's the same ref doing the same thing in every match. Yeah. If that's the only criticism I've got of this card, and he's a really good ref, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm clutching to find something to mainly bitch about. For Even sure. though I love professional wrestling, I've got to find something to moan about for the sake of the podcast <laughs> and the, the character. For me, it started out as like, uh, huh, look at this funny looking dude as the ref. This is really great. Two, three matches in, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's getting a bit much now. But then by the end of the match, I was like, huh, this guy's really funny. I just kept watching him the whole way through the show. I really enjoyed it. I liken him he got to over the, with me. I like him to one of those people who use the same joke again and again throughout the whole time you're with them. For like, if you're on like a, a night out and they do the same joke mm. throughout, it's like us saying like copyright obviously no problem in Mexico. <laughs> it becomes funny after a while. Yeah, exactly. You know? And that's why I'm only ever deemed funny because I just ram the shit jokes down people's throats <laughs> and hope for the best. Like beat him into submission with jokes until you will find it funny eventually you just know. laugh in the hope i'll stop anyway. <laughs> so um <laughs> ring announcer ring announcer welcomes us the actual ring announcer sorry the actual is actually the commentator i think yes i got a little bit confused about who was who at this point to be totally honest uh the crowd shit on the heel lad in the sparkly jacket who's got his name on the back so we know who he is he's tony kelly, tony kelly. there we go uh there's a heel face confusion bit where tony kelly puts over devlin who the crowd love and like isn't he meant to be the heel and but, i was really like for fuck's sake boys but, but but, but he pulled it back though because it was a case of I think this is the first and last time we'll ever agree on something sure Yay! obviously there's a relationship here that we don't really know about yeah yeah I'm guessing they so. have um they have four commentators for what I've read about OTT and two of them are full time commentators two of them are managers as well of people right uh, and this guy is one of the managers not just a pure out commentator did they rotate commentators at any point no, no. you're just being really racist no, no. <laughs> <laughs> racist against Irish people is that a race I don't even know anymore um, <laughs> sorry to the Irish <laughs> I don't apologise to anyone fuck them <laughs> I'm sure they're lovely 
Um, yeah, Silas, come in here stealing your jobs. <laughs> I love and hate everyone equally. It's all good. Um, let's just move on. So the ring announcer tells us it's Ireland versus the world. I'm like, oh, fuck. It's like a super show from the early 2000s yeah. in England. Like, yeah, those are the worst. But luckily it turned out pretty good. Yeah. yeah. What do you think when you hear this? Like, it's Ireland versus the world. Are you getting flashbacks to like, you know, Doug Williams headlining every single show across the UK? I'd have enjoyed that. Oh, I love Doug as well, yeah. but you know, I love Doug. I think the got to is- the point where, like, on the UKFF, they're like, right, we're gonna do a list of the top fifty British wrestlers. We're just not gonna include Doug anymore because he always fucking wins. So yeah, I don't know. He but- should fucking win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But at this stage, I think because of the main event and because of some of the undercard they had, it it was just an easy sell. It's sure. Considering it's St. Patrick's Day as well, it's a case of we are we are Ireland, we are going to go and battle anyone and if we don't win, we'll do. We'll give it our all, etc. Sure, I wasn't so keen on the idea of Ireland versus the world. I prefer it when it's good wrestling narrative, but they've got that there as well, so yeah. I can't complain. Uh, the ring announcer does a great job of getting this all over to the point of a standing ovation from the crowd. I'm like, ring announcer's getting a standing ovation? Like, that's pretty impressive, you know? Yeah. So, um, what they didn't do at this stage yeah. is they hadn't really set the scene even though you had our promo video you didn't if you weren't familiar with OTC like we we all aren't we wouldn't know why the main event is at the stage that it is at even sure <clears throat> even the package video before the main event yeah. doesn't tell you this and it doesn't give you the history I will say detail. as I haven't watched much OTT I've watched little clips of Devlin and David Starr and Volta and all those sort of things I've even watched one of their matches but I knew all about this feud, even though I don't watch OTT. Okay. Like, I, I'm, the, I'm actually the same. I knew yeah. there was a big Devlin uh, Walter feud. I knew there was, like, in the, I think even in the first video you see, yeah, I think they, like, show about Devlin using, like, his punches. Yeah, and they're definitely like, highlighting it. Yeah. I think you, if you're, like, if you use social media a lot, I think you do come across things from like different promotions i.e. OTT and I think I mean, that's re- how I knew the reason why yeah, I mentioned yeah, this yeah. is because I did research into the story and I've got a paragraph to say and I'm just trying to shoehorn <laughs> okay. it in we'll get there <laughs> but I think I think Meltzer gave the last um, Vol- uh, Devlin match five stars oh really and so yeah like oh, I probably Meltzer. came across it like that way <laughs> you gotta love him though like he's fucking apparently he's wrong all the time like you listen to actual people who are in the, the experience of like Bischoff on his podcast he's just like no that wasn't right all the time but Bishop's had an interesting week, hasn't he? 83 days. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's the new podcast. Now. Might as well 83 be. 83 days. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, sorry. Right, go on. What's the story? Are we going to do it now or later? Should we do it where the main event is? Yeah, because I'll probably forget and lose it in my notes. This is going to be a fun podcast, boys. We'll just talk about all sorts of bullshit. Anyway, so big booze for Volta. Loads of cheers for Devlin. Our ring announcer finishes by going, ladies and gentlemen, this is OTT. And the whole fucking place sings along with him. Great. It's like the rock. He's over as fuck, this yeah. guy. Right. So um, the lad in the floral jacket is now the ring announcer, we talked about, for our first match of the evening, a four-way tag team match of representing Australia, the heel faction of Aussie Open, Carl Fletcher and Mark Davis. Boo. Representing <laughs> Skrillex's Bangarang and um, source, source of Neon. <laughs> I've just seen Silas's notes. <laughs> it just says Aussie Open. Nope. Really? <laughs> yeah, man. Wait, oh. we'll get there. We'll get there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, uh, Helico and Ray Horus versus representing terrible 90s pop music and terrible cheesy dance moves along to the shittiest Savage Garden song of all time because they're all shit. <laughs> the besties in the world, Davey Vega and Matt Fitchett versus representing... Africa? Of <laughs> 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 Tropicana, of Aiden Epic, and Captain Sex C. 
Wow, there's a lot to go through here. <laughs> and, and again, as you pointed out, who's represented? Well, this is actually a tag team World Cup final. Yeah, whatever that means. But go on. Go on. What, what about Aussie Open do you not like? I just never have. Like, really? Never. This is never. shocking to me. Just, go on. I get Kyle Fletcher is a very, very talented guy. If sure. you've got beef with him because he's still got his hair. Maybe. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> got you hair. can't fucking talk. <laughs> I, I've cut mine off years ago. I'm not trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging on to mine for dinner. No. Anyway, he's only got half his hair, hasn't he? He just has a long bit. Yeah, nice comb over. Yes, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. No, I, I mean, he's talented. What? <laughs> go fuck yourself up there. Go on, go on. He's really, he is really talented. I'm not denying that. There's just something I don't warm to. Okay. With either of them. I get it. Yeah, sure. I, I have that with wrestlers. Because yeah. we saw we saw him at uh, Milton Keynes, didn't we? When we went for the New Japan the New show, Japan yeah. Show. <laughs> well, and Rev Pro New well, Japan, wh- whatever it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw them there, and I think that was the first time seeing them. I was like, nope. And then they won the titles at Progress when we were there, and I okay. was well fucked off about that. <laughs> of all the teams in that match, they fucking won it. That was the ma- match I was most disappointed about. All right, okay. and then see them there, and yeah, like like my note says, nope, <laughs> just not interested. It's really entertaining for me. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've been getting better in ring-wise, but that's because, again, as WWE have killed the indie scene, apparently, um, it's now meant that Aussie Open have been able to step up and fight higher-caliber opponents, so they're only going to get better. I-, I think they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. like I don't think Mark Davis is the greatest wrestler I've ever seen, but I, I like his style of wrestling. It's a very New Japan heavyweight sort of level. Uh, I think Carl Fletcher has the potential to do quite a lot he's an osprey boy as well isn't he yeah so i imagine what relation is like trained i think trained or very good friends i think i think eventually he'll go osprey will get him to meet him basically yeah it feels like it the thing with fletcher for me is that he wrestles like a really talented like upper cruiserweight sort of thing but he's fucking massive He's a you big see boy. him next used, to these people yeah. and you're like, I no concept of you being this big, you know? Like he's giant. Him and him and fucking Davis stand out in this match as the big boys. You know? If I'm honest, the my original problem with Aussie Open and, you know, maybe get the edit button ready for this bit. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't be fucked with this. Don't say it if you don't want to edit. Well no, it's because obviously based on someone who had a similar surname to him, when I saw that name starting to come round Oh, okay, of yeah. A, of a strangling variety. Right, yeah. Uh, when I saw Davis, ah. I was like, oh, fuck, it's not that guy. Until no, I realised no, no, it was no, Mark no, no. Davis. Like, oh, he's actually probably a nice chap. Yeah. Much different. Much different. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. So, But then that's when I started to pay a little bit more attention towards the Open. Because okay, I, I right. hadn't made... Because stupid... you thought he was someone else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> Which is good, because if he'd still be getting booked and he was that one, then uh, that would be shame on those promotions. Thankfully, the British scene is strong enough and polices itself enough that when that shit happens, people just fuck off, basically. Yeah, people are still buying tickets to the J-Cup, even though they said, oh, I'm never going to go to a show again. Well, yeah. We can shit on Repro every week, apparently, now. So there we go. I didn't mention the promotion. You did. <laughs> Everyone knows what you're talking about. Oh, it could be a different J-Cup. Anyway, so can you lads please describe the Cub... Well, I can't say it. Club Tropicana boys. Uh, someone Tex Williams would like to manage. Sure. <laughs> All I've got is nice bum bag. <laughs> wait, wait, me or them? <laughs> well, them. And I thought of you straight away. I mean, again, copyright definitely doesn't exist in Ireland. All these people are coming out to copyrighted music, you know. I mean, Toto's Africa is a, a classic, so I'm always sure. over the moon when yeah. that's played. 
I've also because my notes are really vague. When Besties <laughs> came out, I was like, "It's the best entrance music ever." And yeah, I, I think it was Savage Garden. It was. Yeah, yeah. madly deep. I fucking hate that song with a passion. That was I'm like, "Oh fuck these guys!" Immediately, but you can yes, tell you I work in weddings. It. Sure, it's the kind of thing you hear a lot. But like, uh, there's definitely a trend in pro wrestling of 80s pop music being entrance themes. I was thinking about the wrestlers, specifically ones we've watched recently. So Tony Deppen has it. Uh, Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt, Joey Janela. These lads, and there's at least four or five others on Grado. this specifically show that all use like 80s pop music. Did it all come from Grado, maybe? Because Grado was, I think, one of the first ones to get over. He got that over hard. Like, yeah. I don't hate it by any means. I kind of love bad 80s pop music, so that kind of helps. Bad. <laughs> Africa's a classic. I was going to say, leave it out. It wouldn't. If it was <laughs> the rains ba- down in Africa, it doesn't fucking rain in Africa. <laughs> there's a problem. If it was that bad, Weezer would have never covered it. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! So it's been pretty entertaining so far, but we're seventeen. What, this show <laughs> the show <laughs> but we're 17 minutes in and the wrestling is just about to start it does take a long time to get going yeah you know, that's my only real gripe at this point i was like so pod <laughs> <laughs> we spend a long time just talking about bollocks before we get to the wrestling yeah I, I was thinking especially you know after we've had a really nice run of short like hour to hour and a half shows and i saw yeah. this was three and a half hours i was like back to proper wrestling i was like know? oh this is gonna be a slog <laughs> i hope there's something fun to talk about <laughs> So, uh, ding, 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 Aussie Open proceeds to kill everyone at ringside. Uh, the <laughs> Tropicana lads hit the uh, hit people with an oar. This was fucking genius. God. As soon as I got the oar out and started whacking people, I'm just like, can he do that? <laughs> can and he then, do that, Joe? Yeah, I was sure. going to say yeah. that, but that's your life. Nah, that's fine, man. You can throw it. <laughs> But yeah, that's what I've got. And then I've also got... Oh, actually, I'll let you carry on with the match first. All right. <laughs> I, I love how the ore is breaking into bits slowly, bit by bit. So they're using less and less of the ore every time they hit someone. And it works. But again, these sure. guys weren't originally set to be in this match. Oh, okay. So it's going to be lads from the flats who are supposed to be in this, but for some reason they were unavailable for this oh. show. I don't even know who that is, so... Martina's guys. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I know that was her gimmick that she's such a moth from the flats or whatever, yeah. the flats in Dublin or something. I don't know. Anyway, so commentary sound like they're having a great time, to be fair, watching this. Uh, the super sexy slip and slide spot oh, yeah. was pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> Ridiculous, but hilarious. The way he bumped into one dude's dick, then like six other dudes all sell their dicks at the same time. I was like, this is pro wrestling at its best. You know? Joey Ryan would love it. <laughs> fucking A, man. Yeah, absolutely. Get, someone get them a ticket to DDT. <laughs> Eventually, it breaks down a captain sexy and Aussie open uh, low blow by Dunkzilla as um, Carl distracts the rev uh, double team I don't know what to call this we've got a move I've described it as a pump handle Alabama slam type thing I called it Aussie open hit their finish okay there we go <laughs> don't know what this is called nope. good stuff for the one two three and your winners announces the world cup winners Aussie open uh, I've just written perfect opener I, that was a lot of fun I really enjoyed it of uh, I wrote fast pace, few high spots, everything you'd expect from the first match. Sure, so. yeah, classic Brit res. Well, yeah, Brit res in the opener, high flying, lots of spots, get the crowd really into it, set the scene, and also set a decent bar for other people to go. Mm, Got to follow that. Yeah, sure. Um, but fun, silly, enjoyable, suits the atmosphere of what's happening at the time. It feels like yeah, like bro wrestling can be great but if you come out and you do kenny okada in the first match of the night in front of this crowd they would just be like this is fucking bonkers and then would be dead for the rest of the crowd i feel like these boys did enough to keep people smiling and engaged and happy but without killing it immediately yeah there are a few dives to the outside but not too much out of the ring action to actually save it for the main yeah um, uh, I, I really think Carl Fletcher should be signed up to something bigger or better right now. I think he's ready to go. 
And this this was what six seven months ago from now. Yeah, but again, let's not wish away the people we like to see on the indies. Yeah, true. Maybe so. A lot so, of people have moved on recently because so. if not, we'll be having to go out to Brentwood to watch him. Well, yeah, true. I think he's recently been out Australia way with Will. So I don't know okay. if he's been doing. I don't know because Will does some stuff in Australia, doesn't he? In New Zealand. Yeah, and uh, New Japan do a tour around there regularly now, like I once or twice Carl, a year. I think Kyle Fletcher's been yeah. with Will. I know that uh, Aussie Open did the Rev Pro New Japan stuff, you know. So it'll be interesting to see if they get out there more and do it because New Japan have announced a US promotion this week, which I think is a terrible idea, but let's not go into it too much. Um, but they're just running shows. They're running six shows in the the the. Um, they've announced the it as a promotion. There's literally New Japan of America. Oh, yeah. New so. Japan of America are going to be running the shows. There's not going to be like a training academy. It's just oh, going okay. to be tours. They've already got a training academy. Yeah, the dojo, the LA dojo. Yeah, you know, so mm, it feels like they're trying to step in there. But well, I whatever. think I think point, sorry, uh, the point I was getting to is that it, I think if New Japan focused on Australasia, Asia specifically, <laughs> I think that'd be a much better scene for them to spread out organically rather than trying to jump ocean and suddenly be like top American promotion. You know, it seems weird to me. They had the Bullet Club heat. They had they had the Bullet Club momentum behind them, which is why they became very, very popular. Again, don't get me wrong, you know, as you said with Wrestle Kingdom, but that's gonna be two days this year. Yeah. And, it's gonna be a lot. And I look <laughs> two six, seven hour shows are like and fucking just, out. And just looking at what they've got, unless they do actually now bring stardom in to be part of the New Japan banner. They might. Which would to give them again a more of a Western feel to their products. Yeah. You've got 14 hours and no outside of um, Ibushi against Okada. <laughs> we just said 14 hours. I was like, what's 14 hours? I'm like, oh, the fucking show's going to be 14 hours. I'm yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. I wonder how they're going to fill it and I wonder how it's going to be received. Yeah, sure. Other than that main event, obviously you've got some really decent wrestlers on the card, but as you said, people like Carl Fletcher going over there would add a different dynamic to what they've got at the moment. Sure, yeah. And I think it would be an easy sell in the Australasia bits as well. Yeah, definitely. You know? You don't follow a lot of the Japanese stuff, do you? I follow a bit more now, okay, but not, cool. not watching. I do a lot of reading. Yeah, that's fine, man. Stuff, so I try and that's how I follow up. WWE, you know? Yeah, yeah I'm, he's I'm, Mike. Ah, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay. it's taken this long. It's taken this long. I only had to say it once. I didn't yeah. give you 10 seconds to see if you'd use it. It's <laughs> <laughs> deja vu from the Super Quiz Cup all over again. <laughs> all right, let's move on, let's move on. So we've got a standing ovation for the other teams at the end. I think deservedly so. The crowd just totally into it at this point. Yeah. Uh, crowd annoying in any way at this point are you nope, totally no. into it no, i'm good with it too good they, stuff they were happy with the checking. show no one no one doing stupid cheers that didn't match the match sure absolutely totally everything had context to it you they know? did do the one fall one fall thing that pisses me off but that's just me yeah i put a fucking hate one fall. <laughs> <laughs> i'm into it i'm fine with it so anyway six man tag team match up next representing liverpool i guess <laughs> the rapture who oh my god the fucking heat for charlie sterling shah's time and mostly Zach Gibson. He is awesome. Or Gibson. Yeah, I fucking love Gibson. He's the fucking best. The fact that he doesn't get this heat with WWE at the moment, like, it drives me crazy. But they, they watch NXT UK stuff, which is very rare. They missed the chance that after that second UK tournament to make him a star. Sure. I know they want to keep Dunn as champion, but I think there was a case of, oh, fuck me, Gibson's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, and then yeah. I think they've very much called him down. Sure. I, I like Grizzled Young Vets. I like James Drake. James Drake-Cula on Twitter at the moment because of Halloween. Very nice. Fucking hell. <laughs> well, <mate. laughs> but I think by having him that tag team just yeah. to obviously acclimatise while they carry on doing their sort of um, water run at the top. Sure. But I think they've called him down too much. 
Yeah, I mean, when you've got Volta, uh, he has to be at the top of the card, doesn't he? You know, but I get it. I totally get it. So we've got uh, the Rapture Boys, who we just talked about, versus More Than Hype. So I'm going to try and get these names right. Darren Kearney, LJ Clear, Cleary, Cleary, and Nathan Martin, who are three lads I've never seen before. I'm assuming they're OTT trainee guys. They came up from through the Contender Series. There we go. Um, Sterling has a Union Jack in Dublin. Gibson has his ugly NXT UK strap which I'm sure isn't sitting too great with the Irish folks anyway Uh, and Gibson cuts a promo I've just written here nuclear heat legit can't even hear him even though he has a microphone the crowd are so fucking loud (laughs) it's amazing it is superb I'll put it um, great crowd work and great heat and he'd barely said a word to start yeah. with. Yeah. Barely said a word and he was being booed. And and then when he started, he'd be getting more and more boos. And just his persistence to like motor on. Yeah. And they hated him because he wouldn't <laughs> stop. He just carried on. Where he occasionally takes the mic away from his <laughs> yeah. face just to shout at the crowd. Be like, you fucking pricks! You know? <laughs> and then grabs the mic again. He's so funny, man. <laughs> background to this again for research go for it so um the more than hype- someone's done the research thank you mate nah, you're welcome <laughs> so this uh this match is born out of be- between beef between like more than hype and charlie sterling who originally tagged the anti-fun police to uh to beat um more than hype back at homecoming two okay so they've still got sh- there were shenanigans apparently that took place there so now unsurprisingly i guess anti-fun police weren't big enough draws for this they brought in gibbo <laughs> and um well Charles samuels yeah sure Go on. Hmm. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, I bet he was a nice guy. That's what I wrote down. Mm. Oh, I bet he's a nice guy. Oh, wait. No, he fucking isn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, out of the, the shit that happened to that referee. Yeah, so that's, like, just, that's, that's out of a order. dick move, yeah. isn't it? But he seems to be the most recounting of his actions from what I've seen. I think, because oh, everyone wrong, but every, it, everyone leading up to that and also afterwards with, with Charles Samuels was more along the lines of, well, he's a really nice guy. He's really good. He's really friendly at shows. He's, he, he, he picks, you know, he picks people up and that's why people, I think, just try to give him the benefit of the doubt. But either way... I want to throw you under the bus so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> carry on, carry on, go on. I know, well, in that case, no, I'll go under the bus for it. All right, go on. Okay, so... um. When I was up at PCW, uh, I bumped, obviously became friends with a couple of people who were at this sort of non-wrestler recruitment day. Okay. And a couple of them obviously went on to do PCW shows. Yeah. Uh, one of them was to be I'm a... I'm ma- marking so hard right now. I don't know what's going. Go on, go on. One of them was uh, to be a manager um, okay. in, in a tag match. And they he was involved in the match with Charles Samuels, his tag team partner, and I can't remember who else they were. And basically, this guy through the dialogue of him did everything he was supposed to do during the match and this is in like their big outdoor show in Preston so like in the markets I right think. yeah and then when they went backstage Charles Samuels basically just chewed him out in front of everyone telling him that he was an amateur he didn't know what he was doing he was shit he was terrible didn't offer anything like constructive criticism basically just hurled abuse at this kid in right. front of the entire That's locker room cool. yeah. to the point where that kid then never got booked again damn harsh and it's things like that that I appreciate you're a veteran but then you're supposed to, if you are a veteran, you're supposed to lend an ear to people. And obviously, yeah, if you're if they've completely fucked up, fine. But then give it in a constructive manner so they learn from it and get better. I can't say I've ever enjoyed Charles' work in the ring as a fan. 
but and I said it's it's amazing how we've said on previous podcasts sometimes you invest more in wrestlers because you get to either know them or see more than of a personality wise because again I know you're very I'm I've never been a fan personally of Jimmy Havoc's work no but I've never <laughs> met the guy I've only heard stories he's of, a lovely boy well exactly <laughs> yes and, he is yeah and because and because you've had great experiences with him you want you want to root for him you want to get behind him whereas some people may not yeah. whereas the same thing for Charles Samuels I think. On online at shows, I'm sure he's very, you know, very amiable at the merch table, because you know, got to sell fucking merch. But I think in, in instances like this, and considering this plus the Rev Pro incident, it makes you wonder: is this? There's nothing taken away from you know the fact he's been on the scene for a long time. None of the the people who have worked with him, as in in ring, who I who I know, have ever had any issues with him. It's just I wonder if it's more of a vet with your veteran status, he'll hang with you and give you respect and if you're new to the business of an old school mentality of chew you out from yeah there. it's the difference between told you've done wrong and chewing someone out you know what i mean like chewing someone out is just getting your aggression out for the sake of you not for them almost yeah. and yeah i can see being stressed out being overworked and shit and bullshit yeah but and I, it's not the first story i've heard about charles but that way exactly and obviously this is only one side this is only from the guy who was chewed out so obviously if you're being shouted at and you thought you did a good job you might be, be taking it a bit more personally but as i said through the people who i've spoken to who have not been of the same level as him yeah they haven't had great experiences so Silas, anyone who want to bury while we're here <laughs> oh, i could start with beer all night i'm not gonna bury anyone just yet so the English lads in the ring, uh, still the match hasn't started because they're cutting this fucking epic promo where they can't hear whatever the hell Gibson's saying because the amount of booze. <laughs> Gibson then goes, right, now sit in silence as we play the English national anthem. <laughs> like, oh my God. I'll I was, pop for that. I was marking so hard. This is hilarious. Uh, so major heat it immediately gets cut off by the more than hype lads music. Uh, so three smallish lads wearing green, obviously Irish homegrown Wait, boys. Small people can't work in wrestling. <laughs> Marco Stunt. <laughs> uh, Musketeers' ref reactions are hilarious during this match. It's the first time I started to be like, <laughs> he, <laughs> I was really enjoying. Referee is called Nile Fox. Oh, there we go. Cool. They call him Foxy, Foxy. on commentary yeah. a few times. Yeah, yeah, sure. At least the fox was nowhere near to be seen. <coughs> Thank Boxer. So commentary joke about not needing a translator for the crowd chants, uh, and I'm like, well, yeah, they are Irish, so I can't. This, <laughs> uh, but this, this is where this is the match in. with the best chance in it. So um, we had the no deal Brexit. There was a few of that, <laughs> and there was the uh, the Queen is a uh, curly cur expletive, and so are you. <laughs> I didn't catch that. That was amazing. I didn't catch Did you that. Not? No. Oh well, listen. So the heels dominate the match. Gibson cuts a promo mid-match to the same nuclear <laughs> yeah. he had at the beginning. I, I want to see more people doing this. I think if you're in a, in a match and you're a heel and there's a little lull that isn't meant to be a lull, like grab a microphone, shout at people, like it works, man. Like I don't think people use this tactic enough. Yeah. But anyway, that's just me. Uh, hot tag by the lads in green because obviously the heels are dominating the match. Uh, double doomsday thing by the English lads. Uh, big false finish powerbomb spot by the heels. Uh, triple team assisted Canadian destroyer by the Irish lads for the one, two, three. The losing streak is over that they didn't talk about the whole way through the match. Or as I wrote it in my notes, the Irish destroyer. Well, there we go, yeah. It was a bit uh, horizontal rather yeah. than vertical at the end. But again, yeah. to get the end of the storyline, they've been having beef with Charlie Sterling. Made sense that he took it and took the, ate the pinfall. Sure. Huge pop from the crowd. They were totally into this. Yeah. Uh, so the winners are more than hype. Again, a uh, really great, solid story, great heat, hilarious panto levels of stuff from Gibson, but not to the point of being like overly fake or 
dumb like a lot of like oh, i hate to say it, but seth rollins stuff recently yeah. you know what i mean it's like yeah he's the top face but like when he's been like shrieking in a corner of a dude in a mask you know like, i don't know he's the fiend um but still <clears> like, point of discussion would have this match been as good without gibson doing his promo no 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 of course not <laughs> but, but that's <laughs> the only thing in this match that really matters yes you've got three plucky underdogs that are homegrown lads but it's it's gibson that does all the work yeah oh sorry no go ahead i was gonna say shah and charlie sterling were they they generated a little bit of heat nothing like the nuclear heat gibson got and I, I, yeah. as I think we can all agree that Gibson made this match because without it, I'm sure it would have been a, a decent in-ring match, but the crowd would have been dead and it just built them up as it hit the next level. So from the opener, the crowd were excited. They had a good match. This time they've had the chance to have their pantomime heel and get all of that shit out of their system sure. and the comedy chance. Yeah. Because we didn't have many more it stupid chance it, it, it was at this point that i wrote this sentence which is it feels more like this feels like a more adult themed shikara show but with less botches and kind of lulls in the action yeah it was just intense the whole time but really really fun sometimes you see these really intense shows which just like spot after spot after spot and it's like all right just take a second yeah you know, let, let, us, let us breathe yeah. yeah but i feel like they gave us those moments with the promos with the introductions the little blah blah blahs you know i really enjoyed it um anything else you want to say on this or should we move on um, it's uh, an Irish win. Yeah, for sure. Have you got the scores of like who won what and everything? Um, well, so um, I started to lose track of who was representing who by the end of it. Club Tropicana. Well, obviously they represent Africa, so they won the World Cup. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, and Africa's it, got one on the board, boys. And then it's <laughs> the and, whole well, continent of Africa, apparently. Rest of the world won. <laughs> Ireland won. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, you sounded like... Um, I'd love to do the football results. <laughs> I Southend so, United uh, versus Manchester United. So, four on three <laughs> handicap match of uh, Justy, yep. uh, Sammy D, and Team Prick. Uh, Prick. Of is that what it is? Yep, Prick. Okay, it's just P R I C K here for me. Uh, yeah, it, it should be capital P, capital R, Ick. Oh, okay. With Peter and Rick. Yep. Versus Hurricane Helms. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. I popped. <laughs> yeah, I popped. Absolutely. And so did his outfit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's harsh. It's a pretty good shape for an old boy, you know? For an old boy. Oh, he's not like young anymore, mate. Like, go on. No, I was going to say, you go. I've got Tony Kelly says during the match. Yeah. Hurricane's in serious nick. And I, I said out loud to myself. Hey, hey, yeah, it looks like the suit's a bit tighter than it used to be. <laughs> so Hurricane Helms and the team of the Angel Cruisers, which might be one of the worst fucking names I've ever heard. For Angel Cruise, it's like, hang on, you named the team after you and be cool. I mean, because I mean, because yeah. T Cool couldn't get a, t- a passport to come over from OWE. <laughs> so um, I've immediately just put, "What the fuck are these prick lads wearing?" Like, holy shit! Like black pleather, skin tight, tight trousers, black shirts, and red ties. Like, if you want to get over as a heel, oh, this is what you have to wear. <laughs> this was basically a mix of uh, Chronics ring gear, and when Jamie Noble and uh, Joey Mercury were managing Rollins. Oh my god! Yes, absolutely yes. Fuck it, eh? Um, I loved how much dicks these heel boys were. I thought they were fucking hilarious. 
Yeah. <laughs> I loved how much dick. What? <laughs> well, that too. So, uh, vignette with uh, Joe Cabray. Yes, he's the owner, yes. Who is used to be Luther Ward, as I think a lot of people will okay. know him as. Uh, yeah, he's the owner of OTT, as far as I'm aware. Maybe not the exclusive owner anymore, because they seem to have expanded quite a lot, but I think he is. Yeah, I'd, I'd say he's at least he's the figurehead of, if not the owner. Yeah, yeah I was going to say he's like almost the face, if you know the company, like. Sure. The face of it. Yeah, yeah. Not like the good boy face, but just the face of he, the company. He's the small man. He's the yeah. McMahon. Yeah. Sure. yeah. So, um... Yeah, there you go, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> so we get this kind of like Bond student film skit thing going on with, to me, what looks like the, the Twitch... Well, not even Twitch, the game streamer Ninja. You know that dude? No. no? Just me? Someone in this pod will get a reference. And a dude that looks a bit like Charlie Manson. Like I didn't know who these lads were at the time. Obviously, they wrestle later, but um, I, I'm literally. Put, I'm sure this is great if you know who these people are. Um, so the the midget hitting the yellow Toyota Yaris was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just before that, there was a bit with the dog where the dog comes in to yeah. save them, and then they kill the dog, and it, and one of them says, "That was our dog, you cunt." Put, line of the show. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. Yeah. I mean, it was funny, but like, I was just like, what is happening? Like, I don't know how this fits into this. I thought my stream had changed. <laughs> I thought like I'd gone out to get a snack and something had happened. Like the cat had sat on the remote. It's like, what the fuck am I watching? Oh, it was brilliant, man. Really, really funny. Um, Kind of shit at the same time. But yeah. yeah, it needed something to break it up, I think, at this point. I yeah. think it's fair, you know? So Hurricane Helms. WWE music plays along with his WWE Titantron video and I'm like copyright does definitely not exist in Ireland anymore fucking hell well if, if there's any case of that look at the bloody British Strong Style video as <laughs> they came in sure Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, there's a few WWE Titantrons they've just downloaded off YouTube like fuck it put that up boys it'll be fine so uh, Angel and Cool have uh, tights from, with their face printed on them as the pattern I thought that was pretty nice like yeah. you could cheers see Rick Rude yeah sure <laughs> wait I haven't announced the match hang on you have have I? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good stuff. I'll just carry on. <laughs> so, uh, again, through research, this is apparently the longest running story coming, oh, all right. into, okay. uh, coming into this. There seems to be lots of betrayal between uh, some of the lads on the heel team. Between and, Justin uh, and Sammy D. There we go. Yeah. They'd recently It'll... turned on Team P. Rick. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, so, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So, uh, seems to be some sort of betrayal by Sammy D resulting in Cruz and Cool being pissed at him because when they get him in the ring, they beat the fuck out of him for a while. Uh, Team Perrick or whatever seemed to also have uh, betrayed someone along the way or something. Uh, everyone is happy to have Hurricane here as well. So, I mean, you know, it's, yeah, it's good. Who fun. wouldn't be? Uh, lots of belt whipping, uh, bike chain. Uh, well, oh, God. The bit where they take one of the heel lads and the prick and they put the, him next to the, the, the ring, ring post. post yeah. And they put the bike chain around him and the ring post yeah. so he can't escape. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, cool. The kid yeah. selling was like, what? what like, oh, I'm actually stuck here now. I also like the fact they bought Hurricane out. Cause like, oh, it's St. Patrick's Day. He wears green. Oh, I guess so, yeah. Because obviously Finley was busy. <laughs> so we're left with uh, Sammy and Hurricane towards the end of the match. Angel Cruz has a fucking lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, the Petrol obviously dies immediately. He's like, oh, fuck, I've got to start it again. But it starts first time, thank God, because otherwise it could have got really awkward. Someone already stolen the Petrol. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an Irish joke? No. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. Sorry. So had the petrol not had it not started, it would have been reminiscent of like a, the Goldberg Rock feud. Do you remember this? Where Goldberg had this like massive like muscle car, and the Rock went off in the, the stretch oh. hummer, and the car flood installed, and then Goldberg got out. <laughs> 
but ran the wrong way. <laughs> and he ran past the rock. He was waiting. He yeah. <laughs> was meant to have driven off or whatever, yeah. Well done, Goldberg. Fucking hell. Just, do you want to go describe this lawnmower spot? Because, I mean, I don't know what to say. Go on. Ba- okay, yeah, did you make notes for it? I'll just put a fucking lawnmower. <laughs> Come on, ref. Get control. <laughs> I basically like had uh, my, my note here. So they, uh, Justin and Rick managed to turn the table momentarily, um, struck B and Angel with a low blow. Rick turned the belt on Cruz, running him off to the back before Cruz emerged with a lawnmower question. Mark, he used the piece of garden equipment to run over the arm of Rick. Yeah, uh, uh, Angel Cruz's reaction is hilarious because as soon as he runs over this Rick dude, the crowd like, oh, like in shock, and so he turns to the crowd and goes, "Hey, <laughs> oh yeah, you're the face. Don't worry about. It. He just ran someone over with a fucking lawnmower. It's fine uh, though. We've got our top baby faces committing murder and arson in the in the big company, so it's fine. Sure, yeah." <laughs> No. I mean, I, I I marked. I was like, this is original. I mean, you know, there's no blade in the lawnmower. Oh, you of hope. course. You know, it's so obvious. They have the little bit of fake blood and stuff. But I was hoping they were going to do the big fake false hand from like pantos and stuff. You know. Yeah, but Mark's going to be like, busy. oh no, my hand's missing. <laughs> Fucking hell. Good. That was good. That was really good. Right. I thought we missed it. No, I was talking over it at the time and I regret it now. Sorry about that. That was fucking banter. So uh, let's finish this. So the faces do some moves. Uh, Swanton as uh, Justy has to get into position a few different times for it. God. For the one, two, three. It was bad, wasn't it? All the time on the prick boys are still outside, still attached to the post. <laughs> Standing there going, um, I'm here too. Hello. I bet he was like, I really hope I'm going to get paid. So the winners are the face lads of Hurricane Helms and the Angel Cruisers. Again, it was, it was pretty fun. Suited yeah. all the other stuff that gone through at this point as well, I guess. You weren't going to get anything too serious with Hurricane there though, were you? <laughs> yeah. So like, weren't there a quadruple choke slam? Yeah. At one yeah, point, yeah. yeah. Hurricane doing two and the other guys. Do- I thought well, that was fun. I'll pop for that. Yeah, but sure. Yeah, man. it's just fun. See, yeah. you're going to get that with Hurricane. I'm so. totally into it. Yeah. I really liked how, again, like um, one of them did his Hurricane pose and the other one was like, I just want to get out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing this jazz. <laughs> so next up, we've got Dan Barry versus David Starr. Uh, I marked out heavily for the Beverly Hills Cop theme music for, Dave- for Dan Barry. Um, he has got himself over massively in Ireland. It's it's amazing now when you look at some of the the bigger promotions. You obviously got, you've got Dan Barry, you've got Gene May as well coming through as the the comedy. Okay, but wrestler who can go, and that seems to be a thing in each of the bigger promotions now. They've got that slightly jokey but can wrestle character. Sure, yeah. Uh, Dan Barry was better than I thought he was in this match. I've seen him wrestle a few times in like um over like the WrestleMania weekend shows and such like that. And uh, he obviously does the um, the high spot show where he interviews people. I don't know if you've seen this. No. Uh, he's genuinely a funny lad, you know. But um, yeah, I did an absolutely great, great introduction. The fans seem to give a shit about him, you know. like Because he's nice. American Irish. Oh yeah, Plastic Paddy, who might call it. But you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so um, I marked the fuck out because Davy Starr, as a heel, is coming out to Sinead O'Connor's Foggy Dew, the absolute banter of doing this on like some paddy's day weekend did you hear one of the chaps in the, did you hear one of the lads in the crowd get picked up over by i wrote so he's like nah fuck that that's fucked up <laughs> uh, I <heard> that. Yeah. <laughs> he's even wearing orange white and green trunks to boot with something written in gaelic on the back i don't know what that was but 
Well no. done, David Starr. Yeah, that was quality. <laughs> People genuinely seem offended. Pretty funny. <laughs> As the Irish drums kick in, he's the cream in your coffee, <laughs> your favourite wrestlers, etc. Et and he was just saying it along as the ring announcer as well. That's what I love. Yeah. The fact that he will do his own like announcement. Because sure. at Milton Keynes, we saw him. And yeah. on the way home, I was like, oh, I didn't really Because you uh, weren't a fan of him, No, you? I wasn't. But here, I put, I fucking love you. That's, yeah. a, that's a fucking hill. Now here's something, unionize. We the independent. Because yeah. we've not we've not actually touched on this, not to try and get in anyone any more trouble on this podcast. What are sticking neck out? Um, We've done an hour. Go on. Okay. Yeah, well, Carry on. what do you think? Uh, I like the idea of union. Um, I'm a very centralist in my political views in general. I'm a bit left of centre. Um, so the idea of having a union is good to me. If it disrupts British rest even more than it is, then it's a problem. It has to be uh, reasonable, but workers deserve rights and all that sort of shit. As a freelancer, I would love to be paid every time I work. Sometimes you just don't get paid. It sucks. Yeah, I get that about progress thing. What about you, boys? I don't really know enough about it. Fair to, enough. I obviously know what he's doing, but I haven't actually researched it enough to... Sure. I, yeah. I like the idea that the money raised from We The Independent and buying all the clothing and everything is used to help sponsor athletes to get as part of equity to get their performing arts insurance so they are injured in the ring. That sounds they... pretty capitalist to me, Tex. <laughs> Welcome to the world, motherfucker. I go on cruises. <laughs> Don't think Davey Starr would like that, you know, but like, yeah. But they, they make the money from the company and they give it back to help top-level British wrestlers. Sure, I'm my, taking the piss, obviously. My yeah. problem is going to become, because this whole We The Independent thing has become a cool merch thing and the whole being part of this apparent attempts to unionise wrestling, albeit fine, but then you're going to end up with not top level stars joining this because they've got a bit of money and then they're going to be basically going to the, the smaller promotions who maybe rely on people of that level and go well if you're not paying me I'm not turning up yeah I, I don't know uh, realistically if people are going to sit there and start going well I'm part of David Starr's union so you're going to have to pay me a like tin pot shit show in a pub mm. and I think as you said if it's not administered correctly it'll be shit but I can't imagine that this kicks off that in five years time you're going to have like um, oh we want rights for all of our stuff on Turnbuckle TV and if you don't give it to us we're not going to turn up to your shows and have a massive Brit rest walkout for the sake of like two quid a show yeah the, technically is the law but I know what you mean yeah yeah but the thing the thing is I also go with the approach of how much money do they honestly think there is in Britress? Yeah, that's the problem. Isn't it? Realistically, for everyone to be able to have a piece of this pie. Yeah, we can't all be selling out like two, two thousand, five thousand zero arenas regularly. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, it, let, let's take. But there on- definitely should be a thing of like guys like OTT Progress that should be paying their guys decently, but they seem to. Yeah, that, and that's you know? the thing. I. But what I look at is, let's say, for an example, let's take IPW. Yeah. They do some of the the shows in Canterbury yeah. where you've got maybe 80, 90 people there. And the talent they bring along, if these guys are part of a union and they don't make the money on the gate, that promotion's going to fold. Because they'll be like, there's no oh, money to Oh, what pay. a shame. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, yeah. It's, it's, I'm never going to get booked anywhere <laughs> ever again. <laughs> don't worry about it, mate. So, uh, the, <laughs> the, the, it's fine, I'm part of a union. I should be all right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> the crowd instantly start uh, doing the ring camp music, but Dan, Dan, Dan yeah. the whole time. Uh, they do Cena's theme, they do Roman Reigns theme, but just saying Dan's name, like, they're just super fucking over. Uh, Dan Barry is significantly better than I remember him being, like I mentioned. Uh, fun technical stuff. Uh, breaks down into some stiff strikes and starts to ramp up towards the end. Awesome looking big punch by Dan gets little reception from the crowd. Uh, stiff strike exchange, huge dive to the outside over the corner post by Dan Barry. Uh, but no one really catches him. So I was like, Where the, where's Murder Clown when you fucking <laughs> yeah. need him? You know, <laughs> got one in there. Um, so Dan Barry uh, just can't pull Davy Star away. Um, they're doing a lot of moves now. It kind of gets a bit like, all right, I think you've done enough. Just finish the fucking match, you know, for me. It drags a bit. Yeah, time to go home. Yeah, yeah, sure. It was like four or five spots too many almost, I felt. Someone needs to get Fox's earpiece and go, time to go home, mate. Yeah, especially the middle of the card. Bodum's not here, he should be fine. <laughs> I know David Starr is like a big star here. Yeah. But yeah, like, anyway. So uh, big lariat by Davy Starr. Powerbomb onto the knee, which he has a name for, I'm sure. I call it Powerbomb Backbreaker. <laughs> That's, it's cool. I don't know what it's called, but it's cool. Absolutely, yeah. It looks devastating, but you can see he's doing it quite safely and shit. I'm sure it would kind of suck to whip back on someone's knee like Awful. that. But yeah. yeah, I think he does it safely. It looks safe enough. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. I've done a wrestling training session. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but the one, two, three, and your winner is Davy Star. The crowd just seems to kind of run out of steam towards the end of the match. Uh, because, really probably because it went on just that touch too long. Sure, yeah. If they'd taken a couple of minutes off it, then I think they might have kept them, I think, just a little bit too long. Yeah, cool. Also, at this point of the card, this was where Interval was in at the live show. Oh, okay. So, as you said, they were a little bit, they were flagging a bit by now because they were at half time. They want to go and toilet break, want to go and get a beer. Are you the Irish are thinking about beer? <laughs> What do most people want to go and do at a wrestling show? It's half time or even at a football match. Half time, I'll go and get a prawn sandwich. I'm just trying to get you in trouble with the Irish now. But <laughs> I do at the Emirates, where I go. <laughs> fucking A. Whatever, Tottenham finally won a God, fucking football match. let's not talk about match. football. Please, let's not talk about football. It's been fucking terrible last well, few days. I don't like football anymore. <laughs> That's my line. I say that all the time. And yes, time. I've said that on a podcast now. I don't even like football. Yeah, fucking A. Who cares? What is this football? Allegri in, am I right? We'll talk about it off air. All right, all right fair <laughs> enough. So, <laughs> potch out. <laughs> oh, Wenger in. <laughs> Agent Wenger at it again. Anyway, video, let's go. Video, video pack, shut up. Video package of Martina being pissed off. Uh, cage match clips from previous stuff we've seen before. Serious Martina, not something I've seen before. Did you not see the boys from the flats in that footage? Probably. They were in that. She cost them the match. I got that oh, yeah. okay. story. I got that. She cost them the match. Right. And that was the boys from the flats. Okay, cool. So just... Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it makes more sense when you have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just carry on. So uh, Sirius Martina calls herself a joke but doesn't want to be anymore. Puts over Satomura as like a woman she's been out there to Japan and wrestled with and all sorts of stuff. You right there? keeps going off ah uh, you can meet it or whatever if you want so your bookings from the union <laughs> <laughs> you know big show mankind ken shamrock and test leading up to our match of a session moth martina versus one of my all-time favorites amiko satamura um sesh entrance is just fucking great green leopard print gear just fucking hilarious like on the more serious side, and I'm used to seeing her, and I miss having the um the other techno song. Yeah, whatever it was. I don't know if you've seen her entrance before. I have, yeah, I have yeah, as she's well. Fucking but great she's though. more serious. She's playing the characters going against Satomura. Sure. 
Satomura's legacy, if you don't know about it, is just an absolute madness. She trained like half of the Joshi girls and like created that style essentially. Oh, okay. That you see in this match. Like she's I've a seen real her, major deal. I've seen quite a lot of her matches. Sure. I don't she's been know. in the UK a lot recently. Yeah. She's done like fight clubs, done progress, done a whole bunch of stuff. She seems to be here like fairly regularly. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, um treat. Very much say. so. Just something about the way I've written it down. Like there's something about like the Japanese, yeah, especially in foreign promotions, there's just the like a girls. class, yeah, yeah. There's a class that they seem to <laughs> carry themselves with. There's a documentary of um Satomura training girls in Japan, like back in the early 2000s, probably late 90s. You've seen it, right? Yeah, because I think I sent it to you, yeah. And mate, oh my god, really? You think pro wrestling training is bad from like what you've seen people do and stuff? She just beats the <laughs> fuck out of people really and she literally would take them and drop kick them in the face repeatedly until they're bleeding and bruised Holy up shit. and shit just to be like are you coming back tomorrow <laughs> you know she's a cunt she had a, she had a different training style to moolah <laughs> wait she makes for suzuki is she <laughs> <laughs> probably i think i know uh, it's her and uh, suzuki and asuka that had a match yeah, yeah. That? oh that's oh my oh, god suzuki that is horrific punching a woman in the face but repeatedly. she she told him to, didn't yeah, she? she? She wanted like, it. Yeah. She loves that match, apparently. If, so. uh, if you haven't seen that match, go and ch- track it down. Suzuki it's horrendous, but it is horrendous, really, isn't it? Sure, sure. It's terrible. <laughs> I get terrified when I see that shit. But again, it's the characters and the story and everything that makes sense. And it's you know? Asuka proving that she's a badass. Yeah, she and fucking she's is. fucking hardcore. Yeah, absolutely. And because of her, we've now got goth Kyrie Sane. Oh, thank God. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, much like the commentators, I get goosebumps every time Miko wrestles. Um, she's, I've written her as like female Misawa. I don't know yeah. if you know who that is, but like Mitsuhara Misawa trained a lot of the um, the... Noah, kind of uh, all Japan guys, yeah, the, the classic Kabashi matches yeah, and yeah, such. Yeah. Like, he's like you've bought him up on pods before, I think. Probably, yeah, yeah, um, yeah probably for the New Japan stuff. Right? Yeah. I seem to remember talking about whatever. So this is a genuine like Joshi main event style match, grounded hold for hold, stiff strikes, an incredibly slow build. Like this is that Joshi style, proper you know? storytelling. As sure, part of the match uh, back and forth, plucky underdog versus grizzled vet. It's not like with WWE where you have the shine, the middle section where the, the heel just takes over and then you have your finish. It's constantly like she fights back, she, she takes over, she fights back, she takes over. It's a very unique kind of Joshi style thing to do. Um, um, I get really pissed off with Martina adjusting her tights like every two fucking yep. seconds. Just leave your trousers alone, <laughs> Martina. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's paranoia being a bigger person, like talking as a bigger person. I can respect this. I'm constantly doing this with my t-shirt and stuff. You know, cause I'm like, I don't want people seeing that I'm fat. <laughs> You know what I mean? Not that she's massive, or whatever, but you can feel that like insecurity in her. Just well, I fancy Martina. Well, there you go. <laughs> so does John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> so she uh, misses a code breaker off the top. A double head stomp and kick by Satomura. DVD by Satomura for the one, two, three. It comes completely out of nowhere. There's no build to this finish, really. Like, no, it, it felt a bit sudden. But I think that, that added to the match. Okay, it's fair enough. Martina's being serious. She's got this. She's gonna. She's gonna go all the way. She's missing her death valley drivers, backstabbers, etc. Yeah. And then Satomura would be in, like the veterans' case of, okay, you can play me in my game, but oh, you're gone. Yeah. There's no false finish, which is great. I loved it. Yeah. There's no. Oh, we've got to do twenty spots here to make uh, this happen or whatever. It's, it's a DVD that finishes the match. Yeah. You know. Oh, uh, but they hit the hit it once it's yeah. once and done like yeah. not having to hit multiple fucking times there's no Canadian destroyers yeah sure and stuff like that it's just <laughs> it's so it's, funny it's, how it's, you expect one in every match yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> like not many super kicks or anything like that just sure. a DVD and done 
Absolutely oh, love it. Yeah, that's really, really it. enjoyed this match. You can feel how the crowd is shocked because they're not used to seeing this type of match. Yeah, because they're just used to seeing high spot after high spot after high spot. Because every match up until this point has been that. But this you know? this was brilliant. Yeah, really yeah. enjoyed it. And again, a nice nice thing to come back in off the interval as well. Something different, and then allows you to stop building the card for what some would consider the bigger names for the rest of the show. Yeah, and if you really thought anyone was going over Satomori, you're probably kidding yourself because if you know who she is and such, she doesn't really lose very much. I know it's going to sound really silly, but like Satomori is probably doing this going, I've wrestled in America, I wrestled in London, in England. Hmm. Have you heard, and to her friends in Japan, have you heard of Ireland? <laughs> it was a hell of an atmosphere for it, you know? And, cool. and, and the, again, I love how they, they rave and drink at the end as well, doing yeah. session stuff. Well, that was a good laugh. I, I liked it, but then it's a case of, well, you've just gone on this whole video package saying you're going to be yeah. serious, and now you've yeah. got Satomura. I thought it was her realizing that she's tried to be too serious and not being herself enough, and she's like, oh, fuck it. I'll just enjoy the moment, you know? But I mean, I love Martina. I think she's fantastic. And sure. uh, as you said, in all seriousness, for sort of for young women who are body conscious on like TV shows and wrestling shows who have to wear this quite expansive gear, mm. people like her and Nadia Sapphire, they're. they're beautiful talented women but they're not stick thin no sure which, which is fantastic it's Wrestling a great shouldn't be stick fucking and they, thin man and they embrace it as well don't they yeah, yeah. Fucking no no one luckily in these days want to see supermodels wrestle they want to see women who can go yeah the shit out of each other i want to see yeah, good yeah, fucking wrestling yeah, so do I. And, and martina can go she's yeah. fantastic and she's it's, getting better and better she was a bit iffy to start with but her last few matches her tours years, in japan yeah have really, really helped, helped her yeah. and again having some of the other have people like tony disappear off the indies means yeah. that martina can step up again sure right let's move on so ott tag team title loser leaves town six man tag team match jesus christ that's a lot of british strong style of pete dunn trent seven and tyler Bate versus the kings of the north bone sword damian corvin and oh, <laughs> everyone's favorite duncan disorderly way <laughs> not, not not his first appearance uh, on the podcast no these boys were on a previous show do you remember which one i can't remember i couldn't think of it belfast Oh, fuck, five star. <laughs> yeah. The only time I've ever seen these Kings of the North lads wrestle was for five star in front of like 10 people in like a 15,000 seat arena. During the snowstorm. So. This is, that was a show where Bram turned up at the end. It was, Bram was like, can I have a flight home? <laughs> <laughs> and Carlito and Master's like, fuck off, mate. So uh, I'm assuming the Freebirds rule is in effect because this is for the tag team tiles, but it's yeah, six I, man. I thought that. Lose, yeah, loser odd. leaves town. Yeah. And the whole presumption leading into this and all the stuff, again, looking back at research. Yeah, I try to do things properly now. It's episode 51. I try mm. and do proper research now. Cool. Um, the whole general consensus of, right, well, Strong Style have all got their WWE contracts so and they're not doing an indie date. So this yeah. is a fucking foregone conclusion. Everyone was thinking that, right? Even yeah. me watching this tonight, I'll... Um, they should have signed their contracts by this point. Well, it was March, wasn't it? So they were because like Dunn had um, really Dunn was already champion there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So uh, they get the crowd proper hyped up. British strong style. They do a really good job of getting the crowd going. After they were a little bit timid of the last couple of matches, I would say. Uh, the Kings in their Freddy Krueger kind of Murphy and that other lad that used to wrestle as uh, the tag with Alexa Bliss on NXT when they were in the green and red. Oh, Wesley Blake. There you yeah, go. Blake, yeah. yeah. What was their tag team name? Blake and Murphy. Blake and Murphy. Oh, that's original. So <laughs> so flips and flips and. <laughs> <laughs> to the outside walk and brawl through the crowd uh, balcony dive by Duncan 
disorderly. Uh, Mrs. Dunn and Trent, who kind of just stand there looking bemused, go like, hang on, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought that was really funny. <laughs> what? Uh, the Kings work down Trent Seven, hot tag to Pete Dunn. Aeroplane spin, uh, double aeroplane spin by big strong boy Tyler. Uh, really breaks down. Um, bleh, hang on, what? Really explaining that, oh, everyone throwing strikes and stuff yeah. as you start to break down. Low blows by the Kings. One, two, Trent kicks out. I was convinced that was the finish, so it was a, it was a shocking moment. Uh, British Strong Style do all the moves, <laughs> but can't get the job done. <laughs> British Strong Style do all the other moves. A knee strike, burning hammer combo finishes it for the one, two, three. And surprisingly, in a shock situation, as commentary put it, the contracted guys who can't come back are now champs of British Strong Style. Good story selling for the future. Yeah. You'd assume yeah. so, yeah. Why wouldn't you want them on your show holding your titles, though? It's they're British the strong style, yeah. Because yeah, they're, they're not great. allowed to come and work your show. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Do we have any follow-up? Do we know if they came back? I did research leading up to the show. I didn't research afterwards. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> but can you imagine now if, like, Regal or Triple H turned around and went, no, you can't go there. That's, <laughs> uh, that's not progress. You like to think they have like some prearranged agreement because there's a video package after this which highlights their streaming service and quotes that they have NXT and New Japan stars on all their shows. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, anything to say on the match? British Strong Star in general? I mean, we all know how good they are. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the Kings of the North guy. I like the uh, the Northern Irish gimmick with the red glove thing, which is the flag. Yeah, you know? that's nice quite a nice touch yeah. but um they're, they're pretty bog standard sort of workers i guess i've been around a while haven't they kings of the north i think so yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know much about them i know tyler Bate is fucking awesome though british yeah, strong yeah. style are the reason that we have nxt uk yeah because yeah. in that you strong in yeah. that uk tournament plus their development of their characters in progress and up at fight club pro had, had pete dunn and tyler Bate not had that barnstormer at takeover sure as well. yeah yeah then because look, look at the people who've come through like walter it's his own thing, I think. I don't think that's a case of like, we've made him. It's a case of he's made himself in WXW. Well, yeah, basically. And, yeah. and then we've It killed- took a long time. He was like wrestling for fucking years. Yeah, but also I think he's very much home comfort. Mm. Like he still refuses to live in the States. He refuses to go over there. He'll do NXT. He'll do WXW. He'll I think train he's there. very comfortable. Yeah, I think he's right doing now. all right. Yeah, sure. But like Pete Dunne, as, as a wrestler, considering when we, obviously, we'll, which we'll go to next week's episode, Pete Dunne, when he won the progress belt, I mean, where he was from there to where he is now jeez yeah pretty fucking good all those boys they're excellent and, and still fucking young yeah yeah, yeah. He, I mean time. you look at him and Tyler Bate but the problem is the way they both wrestle is how long have they got yeah. on the clock they need to probably start adjusting their style to because you know speak to Maybe. Dragon yeah we'll see yeah but it's still great that they fly the flag because they are the very very best yeah sure Right, next up we've got an OTT Women's Championship match of Debbie Keitel? Yeah, Keitel. Keitel, uh, with Valkyrie versus Raven Creed, who's a current champion. Wait, Rosemary, what? <laughs> <laughs> so Debbie coming out with uh, to Down in Mexico, which is one of my favorite songs ever, so I'm just totally in straight away. Uh, copyright doesn't exist in Ireland. Uh, Raven <laughs> has black metal paint, but in Harley Quinn colors, and I was like, that's pretty cool. Well done, Raven. Yeah, it looked awesome. You know, she had the whole, uh, you know, Turbo Negro, that yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, Like, with the shit down her eyes and stuff. Hang but on. Like, blue, blues T- and pinks. Torito who? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Valkyrie Lass is mouthing off, eats an elbow straight away. Uh, the shine is what I've referred to as limp here. It's a minute or so in. Uh, the jump start, the heels take advantage, then immediately back to the facing control, and the crowd just kind of go, wait, what? Like, it felt a bit confusing. Yeah, I was a little bit like that. I get the impression they were pushed for time. It felt a bit like, This is very, very rushed. 
Nice kick to the cunt, though. So, oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> that was a good moment. So uh, third from last match, bit of the dead slot. They try and do a lot of stuff here, but it doesn't really go with the crowd at any point, really. They're being the they have, very they generous, but... They're yeah. having to follow British Strong Style, have a pretty spotty match. Sure, they? sure. So both women working hard, using Valkyrie on the outside to good effect as well. Like a lot of people don't use the manager on the outside or whatever. So it's nice to see them using her and getting her in the More ring. managers in wrestling, it adds yeah. to the matches. Even though that they're a faction, so the Woken Queens, they, that's their little gimmick thing cool. they're going. Yep. But yeah, really good use for the time they had. Because this match is only like four or five minutes of that. Oh, okay. I, I'm at least tracked, to be honest. But like, D- I'd... I, in my notes it was like oh, I can't get into this I know it was only a really yeah. short match but I just wasn't fussed by it yeah it's true the crowd again were really not too fussed by it either uh, Raven headbutts Valkyrie on the outside long blower to Debbie for the 1-2-3 and a winner and still is Raven Creed it's a uh, finish was really very sudden Not no botches or anything but yeah a bit of a lull in the crowd noise and such didn't really help I guess no and um, I know I said I didn't do any research after this but just looking down the title history Valkyrie goes on to win the belt uh, oh, okay. Show. That makes sense, you know. Yeah. So the crowd um, are kind of a bit dead by this point. So the ring announcer, again, does a really good job of hyping the crowd up. Like, he says, like, oh, we're here to support our Irish boy and all this sort of stuff, which I thought was a nice little touch. Like, that little subtlety in pro wrestling can make a huge difference to how the next match feels. And so we've got the shooter, Scotty Davis, versus... Which they definitely made sure was. So, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Most Jushin Thunder Liger on his retirement tour. So Davis goes all through the crowd. Good idea. Gets them all invested in him. You know, he's high-fiving everyone, being a real good face, you know. Now, the weirdest creative choice of the night happens at this point. Well, Liger's music plays, but it seems to be kind of slowed down. There's no crowd noise underneath it. It seems pretty obvious that they use different music on the night and then have put this in in post. Yeah. This was weird, wasn't it? It kind of ruined it immediately like, for me. Sound gone? Yeah. On the plus point, though, it does go to show something from a production value that they've got the commentary and the uh, the the audio mic, everything going through the same port into, Probably, their, into yeah. their machines. Because, yeah. if, as you said, if this was in post, well, I'll take the commentary track, I'll take the crowd track, and I'll just paste Liger's music over the top of it. Yeah. Because that's definitely a conversation backstage where Liger will probably went, why don't you use my music? Can we use your music? Yeah, of course you can. Oh, can you edit it in over the the final product? Yeah, you'll watch it when you like it. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it. That was the weird thing. It's like, can you not just hop on YouTube quickly and just play the fucking music across the speakers, yeah. you know? Take an ox, chuck it in your phone, play the song, you know? They probably only got one input. <laughs> Maybe, man. This is well, not Brit rest, but it's Island rest. Don't mock video production with only one input. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. <laughs> So it seems usually different music, dub this in later. Um, Liger came in full fucking gear. He's got all the robe and the yep. hair and everything. He we fucking put everything into this. Tons of red and white streamers for Liger. Really cool to see the level of respect for a legend like this. You know. It's really nice to see another wrestler starting out getting streamers <laughs> thrown. <up>. <laughs> so Scotty Davis gives the streamers a gator roll immediately. I was like, okay, I'm marking out. It's pretty funny. Commentary put it over pretty hard, and they say this is Liger's retirement tour. Liger does Liger things. Davis looks great, to be fair to him, too. Like, really impressed me, actually. And only 18. Yeah, incredible. So he's got a massive future. I think I think, seen- wouldn't you? Yeah. Did we see this guy wrestle for? IPW? We saw him wrestle at Progress. 
progress. Because he teamed up with Devlin to win the tag belts. Oh, that's ah. what it was. Because he won the Natural Progression series, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Were you there at our show when you watched it or whatever? It doesn't matter. Like, it was uh, the last... Um... Sorry, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Silas, Silas was invited. <laughs> oh, then... I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> so, uh, Liger hits a brutal-looking brain buster on the concrete. Uh, it is absolutely brutal as well. It drops him yeah. pretty hard. Uh, Scotty Davis pin attempt actually sitting on Liger's chest while he hooks the leg. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Interesting. And he said, again, from an 18-year-old to have the confidence to do that to someone like Liger. Sure. You do wonder, again, if it was a Liger idea. Yeah. So we get to this point in the match where it starts to go a bit hesitant and they're looking for reversal spots, but they're not quite sure what's going on, but he ends up eating a Liger bomb. Uh, then a really shitty botch on some sort of inverted crossroads thing. I was. It looked very, very... Um awkward let's yeah, go awkward exactly both lads kind of just fall into the corner awkwardly as i put it uh scotty davis picks liger up repeats the spot for the one two three and i'm like oh fuck no that was the finish <laughs> it was such a shame because i was really enjoying it until this point putting liger liger putting him over though yeah of course yeah interesting like liger's a good boy you know like but he I'd, didn't take I losses in the past yeah oh god put in the than like the future over sure right? absolutely why yeah. not you, you look you're retiring yeah 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 i love liger so much so that on um on like the early smackdown like games on the playstation when you get like the create a wrestler thing i'd always go into school look on the internet because i don't have the internet at home which is you know probably why i enjoyed wrestling in 2000 so much um <laughs> and you print off like the custom wrestler stuff poor middle class white boy <laughs> <laughs> in suburbia having to use games to masturbate to eh? <laughs> hey you've got to use we got but i'd always go well i remember because i'd never seen him before and i saw this character like justin liger and i was like what the hell is this <laughs> created the wrestler who looked obviously like liger and I was like, fuck me, this guy looks amazing. And they'd always put his movesets in nice, as well. Nice. Like, oh, bloody, I love it. During that time, he had all the best moves, you know. I love Liger. He, he knew all the moves as well. Yeah, he invented most of them, to yeah. be fair. So, yeah. God bless you, Justin Thunder Liger. <laughs> so, uh, it was pretty good up until the last couple of minutes. Um, you know that thing where Lucha lads lose track of the spot sequence? And they're all just kind of standing there going, um, it was a lot like that towards the end, like just that last minute. But again, like I think it happens to everyone, doesn't it? At some point, you lose that little finish, and it yeah. comes a bit bullshit. But whatever. Um, so uh, Liger gets the uh, thank you chance as Scotty Davis kind of, kind of, but doesn't get out of the ring. Yeah, yeah. that was cheeky. Yeah. Did come you on, get- mate. Yeah, come on, get out. Like. I've yeah. literally written in capitals. Get the fuck out of the <laughs> ring and get to the back. It's yeah. Jushin Liger who yeah. just put you over. Yeah. Like, he even waits on the ramp yeah. for Liger to yeah. get to him to then take applaud as Liger walks away. And I'm like, dude, the second you beat Liger, you go, thank you to the crowd. You roll out of the ring and you give him the ring. It's fucking Liger on a retirement tour. But it is anyway. Arnon versus the world. So come on. Yeah. Bit disrespectful. I, yeah, that that was my main take home from this match. I slightly yeah. clunky finish but then get out but again he's 18 inexperienced man yeah right. sure yeah but you would like to have the thing like considering like Devlin's his boy he pulled into one side and said right you're going over Liger this is a yeah. massive honour as soon as you get the pinfall get out yeah. thank him get out yeah yeah. 18 what year was he born I don't let's not do this you do numbers 2000 2001 because <laughs> so- it was 18 last year because it was so, 2018 oh okay yeah was it, was it March so 19, this no, year no, March 19 yeah, yeah, yeah so after Austin's run yeah 
he was born after Austin was champ. You're like, fucking hell. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. I got sprayed in the eyes with silly string this weekend by someone who hasn't who has wasn't born until after I finished full time education. <laughs> oh no. So next up, we get a Jordan Devlin versus Volta video package. Uh, quotes from wrestling critics, even Cornette thrown in here, uh, saying how great their last match was in the video package. Right. Uh, I'm not sure Cornette says it was great, but they quote a bit of Cornette in there because I pick Fuck up that Cornette. <laughs> Dan Conroy's favourite manager. <laughs> That was a good question on the Super Quiz Cup, though. I needed that one. So all the anamorphic lens flares and fuzzy video effects for this, they really went all out on the cinematic stuff. Uh, Devlin, uh, I'll just put Devlin in his little Rocky montage, runs like Tax Williams. (laughs) 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 So, wow, the last bit of imagery with Volta coming out the sea like a fucking monster confront Devlin. That was fucking awesome. I was like, whoa, okay, you got me there. It's like proper Godzilla moment. It was fucking excellent. Excellent. Um, they randomly cut in some boxing footage as well. I don't quite get the reference. Did either of you get because this? Because of... I, I don't know what happened before, but they were like building up his four-punch four combo, weren't they? Yeah, the liver, and, kidney, yeah, jaw, uh, jaw, something, whatever. That's Eye four. socket. Eye jaw, chest jaw, chin jaw, I don't know, whatever. I can't even remember what it was. Yeah. One of us should have written it down. Yeah, to be fair, I probably should have. I wrote the four-punch combo thing. Maybe I did write now. Anyway, we'll find out later. I don't know. I, I just <laughs> think it was something to do... With boxing, like, okay. I think it was him. something of that they mentioned something on commentary about um, uh, Bruno beating Tyson. I think that was what the clip was from, but I don't remember. Underdogs, Frank Bruno, yeah, boxing underdogs. I think that's and what they're going Devlin for. Devlin be, being able to hit punches, basically. Yeah, sure, sure. And his punches look great, to be fair. They did fucking great. So it's time for our main event of the evening: the OTT World Heavyweight Championship match. Has it been defended outside of Ireland? Let's see. Uh, I don't believe it has. Uh, I'm not a fan of calling it a world championship when it's not been defended outside of your country. There's a new promotion somewhere down near us that we all know about, uh, which are doing a, 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 a one-night event for their world heavyweight championship, the first ever, and I'm like, hang on, <laughs> world heavyweight? Uh, just me? No, okay, cool. That's right, Billy Wood's been, got international jet set in miles. That's <laughs> not what I was talking about, but it's all good. So a main event of the evening for Volta versus Jordan Devlin. Obviously, the big evil foreigner Volta coming across against homeboy face Jordan Devlin in his second attempt I want to say uh, he lost the belt yeah he lost he lost okay. the belt earlier in the year there we go at homecoming 2 I think I wrote homecoming 2 he lost the belt and that was the five star match nice because there have only been three people to hold the world title because originally it was the NLW title which is now their lower tier title but ah. Devlin won it first he won he won it against Timothy Thatcher and then he relinquished the NLW belt, and then that was when OTT's belt became the main one. He lost it to Walter, and there have only actually been two people to hold this belt nice. so far. Classic story. Really good. Big, small. Yeah. Yeah. Typical like David Goliath-style story, wasn't it? Absolutely, man. Uh, the fans are totally into it at this point. They've really picked back up. Uh, not that they were dull at any point, but you know they were just massively oh, they into was, this. They were fired up, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, sure. So this is my first OTT show in full, as we talked about earlier, and I know all about this feud. I knew bits and bobs just from reading on social media, so it's got over. So it feels like um, when you do the big shows like this, this is the main event to have, isn't it? You know. Uh, so uh, awesome camera shots of someone flipping off Volta during his entrance because Volta's in the background and the hand comes up in front of the camera. And I was like, it's fucking great cinematography stuff. So when Volta is announced, he throws down the strap and steps on it. 
What a dick. Yep. Very nice. Love Nice that. moment. I loved it. Really nice moment. A Devlin ducks of all uh, a big strike to start with and proceeds to do stiff bastard stuff. You, you missed when he went into the crowd on his entrance that there was someone with a World of Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. Definitely not a CM Punk t-shirt. Was there actually? <laughs> yeah. Not really? a World of Wrestling Podcast, but it definitely oh. was a punk one. <laughs> okay. I, I was like, hang on, we haven't sold that many. <laughs> <laughs> hang on. No, it's Perception. We've sold loads. <laughs> sure, sure. So, uh, brilliant. So, until Volta chops the yeah, fuck out of Devlin. Yeah, why haven't you bought one yet, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> 15 quid on Amazon go pick up a t-shirt if you get it on Prime it's really quick yeah sure so Volta has an Irish flag throws it on Devlin stomps the fuck out of it and him in the process uh, throws the flag to the floor uber heat from the Dublin faithful uh, Devlin keeps trying strikes suplexes and even a few choke holds here and there but Volta is just too big too dominant Volta fucks up Devlin's hand trying to stop his strike combos uh, Volta goes up top Devlin kicks him in the face Devlin scores a cutter while Volta is perched on top of Brett's rope. <laughs> Beautiful moment. Uh, Devlin tries and tries again to hit the package pile driver, but finally gets it. But Volta manages to roll out of the ring. Uh, really touching moment because you really felt like Volta was selling for this yeah. little yeah. dude. Like, really cool, you know. Uh, commentary putting over this is Jordan's only chance. What, uh, blah, 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 something, something. Uh, is Volta unbeatable? Like, he just, he's finally hit the package pile driver and he still can't get the pin. But commentary are doing a great job of getting this over as I well. really enjoyed their commentary. I don't know who all it was. Night, all yeah. night, they, uh, they did well at pushing stuff over. There wasn't sure. much backstories told. Yeah. But then you're not going to get that, are you really? It felt like a lot of the early matches, well, they're fighting against the crowd noise as well to get their points across because the crowd is so loud. And uh, it was a really pleasant sound, really nice tone of voice, uh, interesting insight to a first time of watching it. I can't complain at all about the commentary. No, it's really, really good for our. I enjoyed Tony Kelly. For sure. Okay. Just he's like he's. He's like the guy with the white com- jacket at the beginning, or like the, no, the he, he was the guy with the star he, on his back. Oh, he was okay. the heel commentator. Oh right. So are the two commentators, the guys who saw it at the beginning, the one with the white jacket and the guy with the star on his thing, and yeah. Tony Kelly. I think, I th- I think so, yeah, because I think the ring announcer is purely just ring announcer. They were brilliant, man. Really, really good. So uh, Devlin stops the count out, <laughs> throwing Volta back in the ring, which is totally a cool thing to see. Uh, huge headbutt by Devlin, because he's got a massive head. <laughs> Everyone gets to their feet. 450 by Devlin. Volta gets the knees up. Huge German vibe, Volta. Not that he's a huge German because he's Austrian. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Volta proceeds to beat the fuck out of Devlin. Devlin now goes after Volta's arm. 450 by Devlin connects this time. Volta murders Devlin on a couple of brutal looking power bombs. Rear naked choke locked in. Two hand drops. Thank God they're still doing this, not doing the one. Oh, he's definitely out like a lot of people are doing yeah. because of MMA. I love the three hand drop drama bullshit it's, you know? per- it's perfect from our wrestling in the when we grew up watching it because it was sure. always the three I remember when yeah. Earthquake made someone actually three arm drop and I was like bloody hell they actually went out you know yeah it, it's um, mm. it's hammy it breaks- but brilliant yeah it's super hammy really isn't it it's comforting wrestling in the, if you're watching someone get choked out and you've got the time to lift their hand three times they're probably dead <laughs> you know like if, they, if they're dead maybe it's just the start of Taz's entrance beep this <laughs> <laughs> commentary on AEW was really good this week I uh, really liked it yeah I, I, I hated his stuff with TNA he was fucking great next to Excalibur I mean let the pigeons loose we talked about this previously where I was like I'm not a big Taz fan in his commentary style right. did you watch the AEW dark stuff I haven't seen it yet okay. it was literally will, late last night wa- so, I will yeah. be watching it because he did one last week as well didn't he uh, no yeah, this, this was the oh, first was one. this yeah. the first one yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, highly recommended really cool the wrestling's a bit like yeah okay I'm so happy but, like, that my Taz main wrestling commentary. is now AEW dark and NWA power 
It's great. <laughs> really, I love it. I'm so it. happy. It's great. I'm exclusively watching whatever we watch for the pod and AEW at the moment, so I'm really enjoying it. But let's get to the end of the show. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> oh, we can just chat bollocks about wrestling, can't we? Do we need to finish this? Anyways. Um, two hand jobs, Devlin keeps his hand up the third time. Two hand two jobs, hand Devlin. Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. Drops. How? Drops. That sounded like hand jobs. Scotty Davis and Finn oh, Balor on the other side. For fuck's sake. <laughs> so a huge throw, capture, inverted pile driver by Volta that's now his finish, it seems to be. I love how he hasn't got a name for this finish. That's because he's. That's because he killed it. <laughs> no, he just does this giant fucking inverted pile driver thing. Like I don't think. Does he have a name for it? Have you heard anything? What? No, me uh, neither. The Volta driver. Let's call it that. <laughs> he's a big fucking Austrian. There we go. Uh, so huge throw capture pile driver thing by Volta only gets two. Uh, Devlin kicks out. Volta grabs the strap, shoves the ref. Great spot with the ref, almost disqualifying Walter. A wonder- wonderful overselling by Foxy. He did a really good job here of like going up. Like calling for the bell and stopping himself, being like, "Get the fuck back in there!" <laughs> can, he, can, can he do that, Joey? <laughs> yeah, fucking a. <laughs> Volta goes to leave. Joker Bray comes out and stops him from leaving. The guy we introduced earlier is the owner. And not being funny, right? Volta would walk through him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just exactly. launch him through the Titan Tron. <laughs> sure. So Volta goes to hit the other exit, and is stopped by the more than hype lads. I'm like, well, he could definitely walk through them. Yeah. You know, literally walk through them. Yeah, what are you going to do about it, boys? You can see what they're doing. They just need more people yeah. to make this feel more real, it almost feels like. You know, if you had 10 dudes coming out and stopping him from leaving, it would be more logical. If you had every Irish guy out there. Well, in fairness, that's what they end up with. Sure. Well. But not to stop him from leaving. Yeah. You know? Anyway, so um, and, and some other lad comes out and does the same spot who I didn't recognize. Oh, I've got did. this in my notes if you'd like. I mean, it's a good thing it wasn't Session Moth because, you know, she would have run through Walter. Yeah, sure. So uh, uh, I foolishly closed my notes because it was at the end. She'd thought, have grinded on Walter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> the oh, serious way when she comes out like... Tss, 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 you know? <laughs> mate, she did it to Suzuki so she could do she it to did. anyone. Absolutely, mate. <laughs> Suzuki of all fucking I people. Know, oh, that was uh, Devlin's teacher uh, who trained him, uh, Paul Tracy. Who came yeah. out oh, I know Paul Tracy. He's an yeah. Irish legend. Yeah, sure. I just didn't recognise him. He's obviously, it's been a while since I've seen him. So Devlin dives onto Volta, running double foot stomp thing, almost Brett Piper spot yeah. from WrestleMania. All this... Ah, that hurt. Fucking hell, I just bit my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. Yeah, Jesus. That is going to hurt. That's going to oh, leave them up. Are you going to be able to finish? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what she said. Yeah, that's what I can always finish. <laughs> <laughs> All the strikes. Five hook combo by Devlin. Four hook? Five hook? Two hand four. jobs. I've written five here for it's some reason. Four, four, man. I probably typed it wrong. That's what they four. built up the whole Shut night. Up. <laughs> <laughs> four hook combo by Devlin. Package pile driver. You've got to imagine Jordan Devlin doing a package pile driver to Volta is... An incredible sight to see. He's twice the fucking size. Well, they build Devlin at 180, didn't they? Okay. And then they build Walt at 180 pounds, and then they build Walter at like 130 odd kilo, wasn't it? They build fucking oh. Jimmy Havoc at 14 stone on AEW. He's 14 <laughs> stone. These are like a seven ton shit to push out. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, so package Pardo at Devlin to Volta gets the one, two, three. The crowd go fucking bonkers because it's mania, and you've got to have the babyface go over. Correct ending to send everyone home sure. happy. Of course. And new OTT World Heavyweight Champion Jordan Devlin. Uh, that was really bloody good. Great story. Love the slightly bullshitty overbooked finish. I love the drama of that sort of stuff, you know. 
Um, all the Irish and Dan Barry celebrate with Devlin in the ring. <laughs> Balter is still selling on the floor, really putting this over hard because he knows how to fucking work. Uh, eventually, Volta shakes Devlin's hand. Kind Ruined of reluct- it. Well, reluctantly at Ruined the same it. time. Yeah. yeah, he was a prick to start with, wasn't he? Like, yeah. with standing on the belt and the lack of respect. You need to continue that. Yeah, I, I, I agree, appreciate yeah. the you've earned my respect thing. And I know the whole idea is it's then going to go Devlin, David Starr. As yeah. your next thing to do the, again, the WrestleMania 10 finish. Sure. Yeah. Where Owen came out. So eventually, Volta shakes Devlin's hand while Davy Star's looking on from the rampway, as you say. Uh, commentary put over that Devlin has done what Davy Star could never do beat Volta. Uh, commentary go, This is OTT. This is Jordan Devlin, which I thought was quite a nice line. Um, Devlin celebrates with the fans, poses on the stage with air cannons and confetti go off. And it's good to see a wrestler using air cannons and confetti. <laughs> and we're out of here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what do you think, boys? I enjoyed it. Cool. I thought it was good. Great Gonna show. Can watch any again in the future? Probably, if I can use Mark Blake's uh, <laughs> things. For OTT, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, we sort of alluded to this before we started recording. The problem sometimes with this podcast is if we have good shows, because you can't take the piss out of it, there's nothing funny out of it. But from a pure wrestling standpoint, this was funnily bad, because there was a lot of comedy at the beginning. Yeah. It was really enjoyable. Yeah, right? that's the thing. Enjoyable. Yeah. It was the whole show was enjoyable. There were a couple of slow points, and as I said, I think the women's title match was uh, was cut down for time. Yeah. And I think that's it's difficult to judge those competitors based on the fact that the time they had. Because you imagine this would be a three-hour show, and it went three and a half. Yeah. So, so it's quite a long one. I mean, in fairness, though, they did have a twenty-minute start of promos and everything at the start of the show. But True. I'd say cracking promotion, yeah. great production values. A phenomenal commentary, most enjoyable and listenable commentary we've done on a an independent show, probably ever on the podcast. Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Nothing stuck out. They did the job. They were there and told the story. It was you no, know, nothing was out of place. No one was being snarky and getting themselves over delivery as a commentator. They were telling the stories and adding to the match that was there. And so, both the guys in commentary and OTT outstanding. Sure. Yeah, I agree. It was. It was great commentary. Little <laughs> things I noticed I'd kind of noted down as the show was going on. Um, practically the whole show is pro wrestling. Yeah. You know, we're so used to seeing, oh, let's put 10 vignettes here. Let's have all this opening video package stuff. There's very little of that. There's a big chunk at the beginning. There's that one really weird student film bit with the dog getting kicked and <laughs> the midget getting hit by the car and stuff, which, yeah, is comedy shit. But then everything else, it was like, okay, we'll finish this match. Here's some stuff at the end of the match, straight into another match, you know, which yeah. I appreciated. Um, a couple of video package and one very silly vignette as well. Uh, great start. Middle was a little bit pants and a bit slow. A few sudden finishes, which again felt a bit rushed but obviously with time constraints a uh, few little botches here and there like at the end of the Liger match and such yeah. is a bit of a shame but uh, the main event god damn just fucking brilliant really really good storytelling uh, how you can take a small guy like Devlin let's face it it is a very small guy for the, the leagues of professional wrestling and a giant fucking monster like Volta and create a believable story that everyone watching everyone in the arena is completely behind that's the magic of pro wrestling, isn't it? But I think they took the template from Wembley yeah, with Tyler Bate and Walter. I thought that. Because, sure, yeah. But the fact that it goes show how good Walter is, because he can make these smaller people, well, obviously everyone's going to be smaller than him, but he can make smaller opponents look a credible threat when they need to be a credible threat. And I think that's the thing as well that you've seen with Devlin. Considering when we first saw him in the first UK tournament, I saw him 
like first round, I think he lost, and I was like, oh, he's not. He is really just budget Finn Balor. But in mm. the t- in the last two years, he's he's again through having the ability to step up the card because of the spaces that there are, broken record. Um, he's become quite good. Sure, yeah. This is probably the best match I've seen him wrestle. But I think he's spent the last few years hearing that he's a budget bin f- uh, Finn Balor. Ah, oh, Bin Fala. Yeah, Bin Fala. <laughs> ah, Bin Fala. Spoonerism's yeah. great. But yeah, yeah but you know what I mean? If you've, been, if you've spent the last few years, oh, you're just a fucking shit bit fit. I went to that again. Why is that? Bin Fala. Bin Fala. You're just a shit Finn Balor. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Debit. Yeah. Um, it's going to light a fire. Yeah, I think that it's... It's either going to light a fire or kill you. It's one or the other. So to see that he's taken that on board and just gone, fuck you, you know, it's really great to see. And I'd say now he's a, a pretty good Jordan Devlin. Yeah, sure. I'm not the biggest fan. That's why I said pretty good. Nor me. Yeah, but it worked here. It yeah. really worked here. I doubt he could take someone else of a lower calibre and bring them up to this standard. I don't think he'd be able to elevate to that level, but Walter can bring people up, whereas Devlin will always be a good upper mid-card wrestler for an independent promotion. Maybe so, man. And Is out- it a size issue more than anything? No, I just think it's it's a character on a promo, and he's getting better at it because he's getting more opportunity to do it, in my opinion. He's not my cup of tea for, for a wrestler. He's definitely got a lot better in ring and his storytelling in the ring, his facials and his selling and his, like, the desperation, but the I've still got to keep going sort of uh, antics in, in this match with Walter was fantastic. Yeah. But I think from, from, a, ba- from a Devlin standpoint, outside of OTT... I can't imagine you going, here's our main belt. We want you to be the figurehead of our company and we want you to run with it. I'd like to be proven wrong. Yeah, maybe progress will at some point. I was just thinking that. would, But mm. would he? Like, look at the calibre of the guys that have held the progress, progress title over the yeah. last few years. Is Devlin that good? I think he would take it as a compliment, you know? But I also, I also think that next year we're going to see a massive change because with Matt Richards joining creative as well now and Jim going away to do other things they've obviously got new commentary is that confirmed now yep Jim going to the E Jim's going to still work with NXT right uh, through what they've said online he's working Matt Richards to join creative immediately after the last progress show and he's going to be then the MC from chapter 101 Um, Matt on creative is going to be really really good because obviously he's got a lot more sight of some of the Midlands to Northern wrestlers as well so we're going to probably see a lot more of those in progress interesting to see how it turns out yeah but at the same time I wonder you're going to see quite a few of the favourites of some people may not get the same opportunities going forward I assume with um, Glenn and John still being there hopefully they'd still have some form of continuity but obviously Matt's going to come in and you know Matt's a really creative chap he's a really nice guy I think he'll do a great job but I think it'll be after chapter 100 it'll be a real transitional period of progress to see how they get on right Uh, are you going to watch OTT again um, I'd watch I'd watch their big shows if there's if there's okay. a compelling main event I'd probably watch bits of it for characters and obviously some of it was a lot of fun if there's a big show we go over to in Ireland I think I'd enjoy it more by yeah, being there sure. in Berkshire, be able to I think it has atmosphere. to be really I don't want to see them in London it would just be like What's progress the crowd you know what I mean yeah, yeah. And, and I think being amongst positive fans who cheer for the who are part of the show for the right reasons would sure. be really enjoyable to yeah, go to an sure. show like that I think to experience the Irish crowd as well it seemed like a fucking riot it looked like a lot of fun it was hot all night, wasn't it? Yeah, sure. But not to like the distracting points, you know? 
they played Most their they, yeah they put, no they played their part it's the whole concept like 12 man in football they were the 12 man they yeah, helped sure. make the matches the commentators were giving the narrative and that they were giving the backstory for it <laughs> the one thing I really liked about them is that they had the creativity within the crowd enough that there was more than just like two melodies of chance I'm so fucking sick of hearing da 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 Da, 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 for like fucking four hours of progress you know what i mean i'm like please stop that one fucking melody like it just bugs the fuck out of me because it was nice the irish fans were like you know using different chants the whole way through the show yeah. as well uh, and again it didn't distract from the action they were paying attention that really grinds me you know that fucking melody that daddy daddy cool shit we should probably end this now before we <laughs> no we, let's crack on before we, before we lose any other media coverage of other promotions we're not invited yeah. back to progress to a lot of good but yeah fuck it this is the ott show isn't it so um yeah uh, what was i was gonna say um i would say the quality of the irish lads that obviously trained through ott and uh joe cabray i think is the guy that does a lot of the training for them like the yeah i thought they were fucking excellent really good yeah, yeah, very technically like, proficient. Like, like fuck all botches all night, pretty much from the Irish lads, apart from the one. Other than the know? main, the main number two guy on the card. Exactly, but you know, shit happens. But you think about all the guys in the tag matches earlier on as well. Really smooth, super solid, great characters, entertaining, funny. They may not be the most dynamic of people in the world, but no. you can't have everything. You know what I mean? Now the more than hype guys, as a group, I think they'll be all right. Yeah, as singles guys. I don't know if there'd be but enough about them. There'd sure. need to be a trio. But they yeah. seem, the booker seem to have recognised that. Yeah. So they Put understand they can Make them stable. Exactly, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I don't see that a lot from other promotions out there, really. like there are, There's a few here and there, but they seem to have a really, really good stock of guys coming through. They're aware of what they've got and yeah. how to use them. Sure. They absolutely. know how to use their guys. Yeah. This is how you stop Brit Rest dying, isn't it? You know? Yeah. And also I think... people under gimmicks that work. And I think they're also lucky to obviously still do these contender shows so they know they're always going to be subscribed. They're always going to have a good run of people. Sure, yeah. Because if you've only got like a six place on a card and you've got hundreds of people applying every time, you're yeah. going to find good people. Cool. I'd highly recommend this company to anyone. Have I'll, a look. I will watch again yeah, for sure. sure. Right. Ratings? Just for the show exclusively, as its own thing, out of five, what would you give it? Cornflakes. You don't do halves, do you? No, I'd prefer <laughs> it if you didn't. You can if you want, but I think you're a cunt the whole rest of your life. <laughs> and Mr. Kellogg would be unhappy. that one I of actually his... am a cunt. <laughs> um... oh, I join the crew, mate. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll say, I'll say a three, just right. because it was solid. It was solid, good show. Not outstanding, though. Okay. Like it wasn't, was it really? So it if five is outstanding, why not a four out of interest? Just because you've started to analyze it now. What what detracted for you? Racism. No, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> not a race. <laughs> I don't think anything really detracts it. It's just it was a solid, it was a good solid wrestling show. Do you think you need like more story, for example? Possibly a bit more story, but not. Like, not much. A few matches stood out. Yeah. Like, we liked the Martina match. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Jushin Lager was good. Like, that was good, yeah. but not excellent. Yeah. Uh, BSS, obviously, they're cool to watch, but nothing. And then the main event was really good, but nothing was superb. I like, get you. five yeah. star, that, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Sure, I'm absolutely. To get it does. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Happy. Four stars for the wrestling show alone because the main event was great. Anything with Justin Liger on it is phenomenal. Martina's good fun to watch with Satamora, great. And uh, Club Tropicana coming out to Toto's Africa. That always ups it a cornflake for me. I would say the first three matches really sold me. Uh, this is, I love 
funny bullshit wrestling. So this probably is going to sneak into four for me. But it's, it's closer to a three than a five. Let's put it that way, you know. But yeah, really, really good. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, go check out OTT. Just, just search the internet for them. OTT underscore wrestling. I think they're on That's Twitter. That's on Twitter, yeah. And they're OTT yeah, sure. on demand if you want to go and have a look at their streaming service. I don't Absolutely. know if they do a free trial. I don't think they do. Oh, I don't know. No, but definitely have a check. Because I've been signed up for years. So there we go. So worldofwrestlingpodcast.com is the best place to find all our episodes, including episode 50, the two super quiz cups and all this sort of stuff. What's your social media, my friend? Uh, my Twitter is I am... Yeah, I am Silas Ruff. Well remembered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the Tex Williams on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Thank you very much for everyone who came along to SCPW and cheered me on. Again, even though I'm a battle royal specialist, lost, but um, I'll be up at Wrestling 4 in Hal's Owen on the 1st of November. Have you ever won a battle royal? Never won a match. <laughs> <laughs> Just tries really, really hard. <laughs> Still get over though, kids. I'm fanboy rich on Twitter. It's probably the best place to get a hold of it. And Instagram, I don't use it. So um, yeah, a World of Rest Pod on Twitter is probably the best place to get in contact with us. If you want to suggest the show, do anything in the future, go buy a t-shirt on Amazon. Just search worldofwrestlingpodcast.com. You'll find it and it'll be great. And it's fucking cheap and awesome. I like the fact you didn't bother finishing the sentence. If you'd like to suggest the show, go and buy a t-shirt. As in people can't suggest the show unless they buy a t-shirt. The shilling thing does not come naturally to me at all. Um, next week, we're going to be doing the first wrestling show we ever went to together boom chapter 36 progress wrestling we're gonna need a bigger room we again didn't shit on that company today <laughs> <laughs> goodbye everybody goodbye bye